0: During yesterday's show, we did a segment about the Pennsylvania district attorney's races, so a big race coming out of Philadelphia, and there was some optimism. It actually looked like the moderate Democrat could win. Isn't it funny, us cheering for a moderate Democrat? Why? Well, you're not going to get a Republican DA. But there was a far-left, pro-Black Lives Matter district attorney who had been in. Crime had been skyrocketing. Violent crime. Really horrifying stories out of Philly. As most of you know, we used to do the show just outside of Philly in the Philly suburbs, And one of the reasons we left was the, well, rising out-of-control crime, namely the riots, but there were a bunch of shootouts. And I was just like, yo, I don't want to be in a city. We want to get into the middle of nowhere and kind of just have more space, grow the company, do something. So then lo and behold, the story comes out. It was a blowout. The progressive won by 30 points. That means even with all of the skyrocketing crime, all of these riots, the tearing down of statues, and the people said, we're not going far left enough. Let's go far left-er. I'm not surprised. A lot of people just don't pay attention. So we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. But we do have some good news. That that uh, individual who wrote the 1619 project just had her tenure rescinded. It was a proposal. Apparently, it was was not picked up. Journalists are outraged. They're furious. They believe that this uh, this woman is a hero. But. Uh, Apparently, people started to realize the 1619 project is fake news, and for this, no tenure. So it's, it's not all bad news. We're gonna talk about this, and we got one of the best people to talk about what's going on in Pennsylvania. We have now Senate candidate for Pennsylvania, Sean Parnell.
1: Hello, Tim. It, it is great to be back. Uh, what, this is like my fourth, fourth, Third, fourth? now? Fourth yeah. time on the show. <laughs> right and, on. and, and what, I mean, as a, as most political candidates would probably be scared to come down and, and sit in a studio with you because as you say, you're a disaffected liberal and nobody wants to get ambushed with gotcha questions, but, but you, I don't do that. you, first of all, you don't do that, right? You're, you're very, very fair. And I think that's why you, people actually watch your show yeah. as much as they do. I think, well, I really do think that there is a, a, a thirst for truth out there. You, t- you said people don't pay attention. I think part of the reason why they don't is people are sick of the divisiveness Most people feel like the the news that they watch on TV is not accurate. And by the way, like Republican, Democrat, left-leaning, right-leaning, I think people want the facts and they want to be able to make decisions on their own. And so I think
0: that's why people watch. I think the big question for people who watch this show or the the issue is more are you paying attention to what's really going on? There's a political establishment. And on the Republican side, you have a very powerful anti-establishment force that's pushed its way in. And that's made the neocons and the establishment Republicans run to the Democrats. So this is why you could have a disaffected liberal who's like, "Yo, the media is lying about this, that, or otherwise," and then we end up getting along, even if we disagree on policy. You know, I'm not yeah. here to to push an agenda or a narrative to help someone win. I want to understand the truth and make sure that you know things work. Yeah. So that's what that's why this show works. I think. But I think uh, that,
1: and I think that should be the goal of every journalist. I mean, you know, one of the things that you learn, you know, and and by the way you know, but I'm not sure that your audience does, but I am not a career politician. I, being a politician was never part of my professional track or even running for political office. But you learn pretty quickly when you run that the media on, on either side of the aisle, they definitely have a narrative and they're definitely pushing that narrative. And sometimes the facts are pushed to the sidelines in pursuit of that. And I sometimes. don't like that. Some, yeah, you know, I mean... Usually. Sometimes you're not one of those people and you're you're a journalist. You do this. I mean, and there are some good journalists out there that that I rely on and, and that are... Even some Democrats out there that I, I know these journalists are Democrats that write fair, right? And to me, yeah. that's... You know, that's the benchmark. Like, I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican, just... Be fair.
0: It's a question of scruples. Do people feel that that you know feeling in your gut when they know they're doing something wrong? And the problem is too many people in this country today don't. So they're sitting there like, well, I know I'm lying, but who cares? And that's what you get. So we'll, we'll get into all this stuff. But uh, also, I think you, you know a lot about what's going on with these DA races. That's like crime, the Black Lives Matter stuff. So we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. We, got, uh, we got Ian well, wearing, hello wearing glasses.
2: Ian Carlson Ooh. over here in full Clark Kent get up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here. And
3: (laughs) yes, I'm in the corner as well, pushing buttons to make this show happen. Happen Happy to be here.
0: But don't forget also, go to TimCast.com, become a member by clicking this big old members only button. And you can get access to the members only area where we have a bunch of exclusive segments, a huge library of content. we got a ton of awesome people going back a ways. Some full podcast episodes. When you sign up, you're helping us grow the business. We've got new shows on the horizon. We are doing a lot to expand. We are really, really close to doing live Friday night events. Every Friday night, we're going to have a live event where members will be able to come out, but it'll be with restrictions. Like, we can only do, like, 20 people per week, so it'll be kind of difficult, but it will be available. So make sure you become a member, because you never know we'll put up a notice saying, boom, tickets are available. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Leave us a good review on iTunes, Spotify. Give us five stars if you really like the show. But let's jump into that first big story. I can't say I'm surprised. The Daily Caller reports, after a surge in violent crime, Progressives win big in Pennsylvania's largest city. I, I, I couldn't believe it because um, you had this police-backed moderate Democrat guy, and he's and and the 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 polls are like it's fairly even. He's like he's doing all right, and I was like this guy's. My opinion, I thought he was going to win because you have all of this crime. I remember what happened in South Philly. Do you remember when the when the Col- Christopher Columbus statue was attacked? Yes, yes. And then you had a bunch of these like local dudes standing around and saying back off. The city came and took it down. I, I, I had to believe. That regular people were like, "Yo, what are you doing? This is this, this makes me a bit pessimistic, because it wasn't just that the progressive, the, the far left pro Black Lives Matter guy won. It was a blowout. Mm-hmm. It was thirty plus points. So what, what what's happening in this place? Are these, do these people really want more crime? Do they like the crime that's happening in their state?
1: No. Well, I mean, I think it's important to remember that it's a it's a Democrat primary, right? So whoever's the in the Democrat primary in today's day and age, you know." The litmus test is, you know, if you're running for Senate is, is like nuking the filibuster or packing the Supreme Court or tearing down fundamental institutions that have been a part of this country for the last 200 years. So it's, 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 Democrat primaries are, are become, what did you say? Like who can be lefter? Who can be far lefter? Yeah, far lefter. Well, Krasner, I mean, you're looking at the city of Philadelphia. What happened, what's happened to that city under Krasner is, is sad. Right. I mean, I think you're seeing something like a 30 percent rise in crime, violent crime in Philadelphia. Uh, the people there are struggling. I think when there's a rise in crime, you see, uh, you know, the, the black communities are disproportionately affected by that. So it's unfortunate to see him uh, as the 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 guy. Right. Um, it's the,
0: it's the ultra wealthy backing these people too. Like Krasner, I think was backed by one of the Soros foundations or by wealthy individuals.
1: Yes. And I think late in the game, I think an infusion of something like, you know, and I don't know this for sure, but something like $3 million to help him get across the finish line. And, and and look, that is, and I'm not judging that, right? Like you have to raise money to win in politics. And I, you know, and the more effective a, a candidate is on a campaign at raising money, the more effective they they can be at getting their message out now i i liken it no everything that i use is like a military analogy and i'm not advocating for any sort of violence right but dollars (laughs) dollars in a campaign uh are like bullets in a gun right when when your platoon is out there in combat you run out of ammo you can't respond to the enemy you can't defend yourself the same is true in politics you run out of money Look, the, the, the Democrats will, in my case, the Democrats will come after you and they will bludgeon you with ads and inhibit, and if you have no money, you can't respond. And it's, so that, what happened in Philadelphia, this is, this is a prime example of that and, and, and the profound impact that, that money can have in terms of advertising and moving the needle one way or the other.
0: It's like, uh, reminds me of Fauci. He says, are you going to do the Fauci impression? No, do the no. Fa- you, uh, uh. no Fauci <laughs> tells everyone to go on cruises. He tells everybody not to wear masks. And then he blames Donald Trump. They blame Donald Trump. It's like Trump was just taking this guy's advice. But I'll, I'll pass the buck to Trump. He should have fired the guy in the first place. I bring him up because these voters are like Fauci followers. Right. So here, here, here's what I mean. When you see the CDC say, all right, y'all can take your masks off if you're vaccinated. And these people are literally saying, no, no, we shouldn't. We should keep them on. You can see that with your eyes. Mm -hmm. That is a Democratic base that doesn't care about what the guidelines are. They just care about what signifies their tribe. Like David Hogg said, he doesn't want to be seen as a conservative, so he'll just wear the mask anyway. What you can't see is the virtue signaling and the tribalism that's not tangible, Mm -hmm. which is elections like this. The ads come out. They say ridiculous nonsense and out-of-context garbage, and people just go, whatever you say. They would rather just align themselves tribally than care about anything principally that would help better their community.
1: So I, I would say th- that's why you know on you know in my any any part of my campaign right like I go everywhere. I, I'm just using myself as an example. I go everywhere. I talk to everyone. I personally believe that leadership is about. Yeah, of course, coalition coalition building where people agree with you. Uh, but it's also about going where people don't and building consensus. Right. And, and giving those folks a chance to get to know you with the understanding that, of course, as Americans, we're not going to agree on every issue. Right. But the leaders show up anyway to show people that they care. And so when when I campaign, when I go out there, I go everywhere with the a Democrat independent Republican. I don't care if you believe in the greatness of America, if you believe in freedom, if you believe in the idea of, you know, passing down a, a, a rich, vibrant country, a country that's rich with opportunity to the next generation, then join us, join the movement. And I think what we've been, because we've been able to do that. And part of that, by the way, is think for yourself, right? Don't, don't just lock into, you know, left-wing media or right-wing media, read, think for yourself Uh, part of being a a part of this movement that i think we're trying to create in western pennsylvania and indeed we probably have created it of of thousands of people in western pennsylvania people from across the political spectrum is they want the truth and they're going to seek it out themselves and then not only that, they're going to take action to make their communities better. And in this case, you know, so what does that look like for a campaign? It means like they're out there knocking doors. They're out there hosting events. They're out there making phone calls, right? Um, they're helping move the ball down the field. Something that Democrats have done for years. Far better than Republicans, right, is organized, right? Definitely. They're better at it. But, but, so we're, we're rivaling that in Pennsylvania. And I think that you saw that reflected in these ballot questions. So Krasner, yeah, what happened with Krasner, I he's think he's the he,
0: progressive guy. Yeah, he's
1: it. the progressive guy that, that won in Philadelphia. It's, it's a bad thing for Philadelphia that he won. I think he's one of the worst DAs in Philadelphia history, but that's besides the point. I think the real indicator, uh, in Pennsylvania statewide is we had two ballot questions on the ballot right which both ballot questions pertain to the governor's unilateral ability to extend emergency declarations in Pennsylvania you can do that in perpetuity and he's I would argue that he's abused the process right like of course COVID was real we had to take it seriously and there were emer- early on there those emergency provisions were certainly appropriate right but it's you know 15 days the slow the spread has turned into 15 months right and so so my point is Tim is that Republicans showed up in force and one, but it, it was really what I see that as a referendum on Tom Wolf, who's a radical Democrat governor. We won those ballot initiatives by around one hundred and thirty nine thousand votes statewide. That's significant. And sh- it's indicative of the strength of the Republican Party. Didn't, the
0: state. didn't, didn't uh, Wolf kill a bunch of old people? So
1: the state of Pennsylvania. And, and so to your point of like how Tr- President Trump was blamed for his covid response, uh, you know, the time like, first of all, Governor Cuomo right now is under the microscope. The second highest nursing home deaths in the country happened in the state of Pennsylvania wow. under Governor Tom Wolf. No one's talking about it. But believe me, in the near future, they will be with the governor's race coming up now. Uh, but I think what was particularly disconcerting about nursing home policy is, of course, if you were paying attention to covid early on, you saw how it was. If, I mean, it first came to Seattle. Right we saw it tear through nursing home facilities and how the elderly were particularly vulnerable when it comes to COVID, right? We knew, we knew that. And Mm -hmm. you had secretary Levine, our secretary of health in in Pennsylvania for the Wolf administration saw that coming. And she took her own mother out of a nursing home facility while leaving other senior citizens in the state of Pennsylvania to languish and die. I got real problems with that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I don't think now I don't Levine think, is with the Biden administration. Now, now she's with the Biden administration. And so, uh, you know, I don't think we're talking enough about that. There are a litany of things that we could have probably done better that we definitely could have. We could have done better. And by the way, I'm, I, it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback. This is, I, I am giving a, a little bit of grace here in that this is a hundred year, once in a hundred year pandemic. We've never faced anything like this before. We didn't really know what COVID was like early on. So precautions I thought were necessary early on, but look, it only took about three to four months for us to realize, you know, for, for us to learn a heck of a lot more about COVID. Right. And, and as you're as 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 you're dealing with the pandemic, your strategy has to evolve as the science evolves. And as you learn more about the virus that didn't happen in Pennsylvania and elderly senior citizens uh, and the citizens of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, I think they paid the price.
0: Yeah, I think we got the worst of every world with Fauci. Because at first he's like, "Don't wear your masks." Then he's there like, it is. I yes. knew, I knew it was you can coming. Go on the cruises. <laughs> it's fine can if I you just do just the slow clap. Yes. Am I allowed to clap? It's I won't. Beautiful. <laughs> it's imagine if he came out right away and said, "Just wear masks in case. Let's be on the safe side of these things." Then what we were we would have reduced a dramatic amount of death. Imagine if he, imagine if it was like, "Hey, you probably shouldn't go on cruises right now until we figure this thing out." Very early on, he was like, "It's fine," and then a month later, when it gets bad, then he's like, "Okay, now it might get bad." Then. When we start, we see Texas and Florida, and it's like, you know, people are asking, why is it Texas and Florida are doing so well? No answer. We don't really know. The, uh, the uh, Today's show did a segment where they were like, we're not entirely sure. Just ending the restrictions, and for some reason, COVID deaths are going down. Perhaps it was because we learned that transmission indoors was worse. Mm. Outdoors was safer. Absolutely. Getting vitamin D and exercise was better for you. Absolutely. And people were put in the worst possible position. Where was Fauci to be like? Maybe we should change our minds on the seat. He was too lax in the beginning and too harsh near in the middle to the end. So people have been following this guy playing Simon Says. Wear you don't wear any masks. Wear your masks. Double mask. No, don't double mask. Uh, double mask anyway. If you get the vaccine, wear your mask anyway. Okay, I admit it. I was just saying that. I didn't. I, that's where we're at right now.
1: And I, and I think yeah, I, I agree. Um, I I think Fauci has been remarkably inconsistent in in his guidance. Right. Um, and I think at the end of the day with a pandemic response. Now, it, like, here's my thing. If you if you again, I thought that the 15 days to slow the spread when we didn't know a lot about the virus was probably appropriate early on. But you've got to adjust fire pretty quickly. Right. right? Um, but but I, I think he's been inconsistent. Uh, and, and truthfully, the science behind masking is is truth. It's dubious at best. It really is. And so um, the mask in in today's day and age, even with, when you're seeing the CDC changing their mask guidance, saying that okay, now that people are vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask outside. They, they, you don't have to wear. I mean, look, I, if you want to wear a mask, wear wear a mask. I'm not going to judge you on that. Like, if you if you feel safer wearing a mask, go right ahead and do it. But what, what the point that I'm building to is that is that
0: it's. <laughs> There, there's no, incumbent upon
1: all of us to assess the risk that is tolerable for us.
0: But what was the updated science that made the CDC change their minds? Because I, I didn't see it.
1: And that, that was exactly – that's exactly the point that I, I was building to is that the, the CDC changed their guidance, right, uh, with real, really no justification in the empirical science. We were given no reason why. It was just uh, – and it really was the CDC director, I think, on, on a on a cable news
0: show saying, like, the science has evolved. So what we saw with Fauci was that there was a one interview where he was asked, should people wear two masks? And he's like, well, it's just common sense if you wear two masks. Then he gets asked again, no, no, there's nothing saying to wear two masks. Then he comes out again, yeah, everybody should wear two masks. And all of a sudden, people just wear two masks. It's like they're playing Simon Says with this guy. He is one of the worst, most dangerous individuals in this country. And I, you, want to, you want to know something really freaky? I saw this out of Dallas. There's a video that somewhat purports to show like two guys in the army – going into a 711 and like randomly giving a dude a vaccine. Mm-hmm. And my my question is like at what point did we go from you can't speak positively about certain medications, like when Trump was talking about hydroxychloroquine, mm-hmm. YouTube was like, "We'll ban you if you bring it up. Don't even talk about it." And now you've got people being like outside of a 711 just being like without consulting your doctor, they're going to give you a medication. I'm like, "No, nah, come on, you can't do that, can you?" Like you got people got to talk to their doctors before they get this stuff. Yes. Not, really, not anymore. Well,
1: uh, well of course. Of course. I mean, I I double agree. double standards, man. Well, it's it's look, du- yes, double standards um and, you know, ultimately do- Dr. Fauci, you know, I I don't know. I like I like to think that that he did his best, but to me, I think he's I think I think that there were political intentions behind some of the decisions that he was making. I mean, I will tell you this certainly, the radical left uh weaponize the virus in a way that they thought would benefit them right no oh, definitely um
0: and and never let a good crisis go to waste
1: and uh, that's that is part of their their playbook right and and so i i don't know i i i i'm glad to see that we're that we're coming out of this even though people are reluctant to take off the mask but again if people want to wear masks uh fine if, if you feel yeah, like you're high risk. risk fine but but it should be um, I, I, I just want
0: to i just want to say though you know going back to this 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 there's some. There's a positive note in this progressive winning that maybe we're not seeing. Maybe we're looking too much at the surface level. A 30-point blowout. Could it be that many people have left the Democratic Party and the only people that remain are progressives? So we're not seeing a landslide victory for the DA. We're actually seeing the moderate Democrats having quit saying, I don't know, Republican, no.
1: I I think it's a great point. I mean, th- th- what I think you're seeing is this is where the Democrat base is right now. It is. It is— it is largely out of touch with everyday Americans on either side of the aisle, specifically the blue collar people, unions that they, building trade unions that they purport to represent. You know, for, a, for a long time, by the way, police officers, especially in the state of Pennsylvania where they're unions, like when they're fraternal order of police, like in, in, in Western Pennsylvania, it's FOP one, FOP three, uh, out in Philadelphia, I think it's FOP five, uh, there's like a, 50 50 split of Democrat Republicans, maybe, maybe even more Democrats than Republicans that are cops. I think you'd be hard pressed to find a police officer supporting Democrat cops. So, my, to my point, moderate Democrats, I think they there is no, there's not a home for them really in the Democrat Party. I mean, now, now listen, you know, my, I come from a family that, that, that grew up in Allegheny County. Half of them are Allegheny County Democrats. They're blue dog, what do you say, old school blue dog Democrats, pro-life, pro-gun Democrats. A lot of those people feel like they don't have a home in the Democrat Party today. So we try to give them a home with us, and we try to actually be that voice that that the building trade unions uh, don't have anymore in the Democrat Party. Now, it takes work and time and effort, but we're we're trying to do that. So, yes, I do.
0: I, I, I think I'm right. Actually, I pulled up the data, and I think I'm right. Check this out. The Democratic primary that just happened is Lawrence Krasner versus Carlos Vega. Carlos Vega was backed by the police unions. He was... The polls showed it was really close. The total votes for this primary was 129,865 votes. Let's go back to the previous election. The Democratic primary in 2017, the total votes was 155,246. Now, it's possible that it was 155,000 because there were more people listed in the primary. And so... Some people who normally don't vote might show up for one of these individuals. But I actually think what we're seeing is around, there's around 26,000 less votes than there was last time. I'm willing to bet a lot of people just said, I don't vote, I don't vote uh, Democrat anymore.
1: Yeah. And mean, so they
0: weren't in the primary at all.
1: It, it's, a, it's a midterm, well, it's an off cycle election. So turnout is usually down. Although I will say, if you look at the Republican turnout this year, I, I think there was something like I don't know. I look over at my campaign manager, who's over there. Uh, he's my partner in crime on, on on all this stuff. But I think there was something like eight hundred and fifty five thousand Republicans. It turned out, and if you look back at like two thousand and nine, right, which I think was another off cycle election. I think turnout for the Republican Party back then was something like five hundred thousand. Wow. So you're oh, looking wow. at the difference in turnout there. Right, like we're doing everything we can to organize and unite this party and bring people together and and, and be the Big Ten party that I think the Republican Party is always intended to be. Right. Do, we're the, do, we're, oh, what were you we going to say? No, I mean we're we're the Big Ten party because I think we're the party of individual freedom, right? How, individual how, sovereignty.
0: How is it there ever? How is it ever that there's somebody running on a post? That, that to me is crazy.
1: In this day and age, mm-hmm. it is, but it it is common in off cycle elections. So sure. I'm looking
0: at this general election for uh, city controller. Rebecca Reinhart only candidate listed Hmm. isn't it it?
1: where in Philly
0: yeah Philly general election for the Philadelphia city controller there's no just one person like you literally could have walked in like I guess I'll run why not and you then you, you may have actually won because people would just be like, I'll vote for the other person. Yeah. I mean, it's it's yes. Our, our elections are broken, man. Well,
1: I don't know that there I don't there are issues. Right. Um, there there there's no question about that. Although talking about election integrity in today's day and age, I'm not even talking about integrity. I'm
0: just talking about our culture. The popularity contest. Like, well, yeah. Like, like look, look at this guy. A bunch of commercials. So let me let me go back to the uh, the, the Krasner thing here. The, how many, how many, how many votes in the Republican primary in Philly do you think there were? There was 129,000 Democratic primary votes. For the Republican primary, how many, how many votes do you think there were?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh,
0: random guess. What do you think?
1: Uh, votes in Philadelphia so, so in the Republican 100,
0: primary? 129,000 people voted in the Democratic primary.
1: Voted in the Democrat, in how Philadelphia. Many,
0: in Philadelphia, how many people voted in the Republican primary?
1: Wait, so the Democratic primary, Democrats had 129,000 people turnout? Total votes, right. On the Democrat side? Yes. So I on would say 30% side. of that number. So, so probably
0: 15,000, 20,000? 9,404. No. So Republicans no. can't even go out and vote in these cities at all. I think the reality is apathy. No one's engaging this this process. And so you've got people like us, people who are watching this show who are active and paying attention, who are trying as hard as possible to like push back on the tsunami. But the tsunami is apathy. It's oh. people just sitting there lazy, eyes half closed, ignoring the problems around them.
2: Mitch McConnell gives the Republican Party a horrible name because it is awful. it should be the party of rock stars right now. Like it, it needs a resurgence culturally where it's exciting. And like you think of youth and, and, and fun, which is what the Democrats basically do with Obama. And well,
0: Clinton. here's here's what's funny. The, the, the Democratic Party used to be the celebrities, the rock stars, but they've all become rather square. And what I mean by that is like, well within the box. They don't draw outside the lines anymore. No more punk rock. To see these punk rock people support Amazon and like, you know. Yeah, it's not,
1: I totally agree. I think, I think conservatives, like the, the, the Republican party that, that I'm a part of. Like, we're the new punk rock. We're the party of the American working class. Well, no, we're,
0: you might be, but Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham aren't. They're the opposite.
1: Well, I mean, look, they've been around for a long time, right? I mean, and, and they have, they've got responsibility at the top as leadership and trying to bring people together in the Republican Party because we're an ideological, diverse party. It's very, it could be very, very hard to do that. Like, and you're looking at the vote today on on the January 6th commission, right? Democrats rarely and i mean rarely if ever break ranks their messaging is almost always the same they're like the borg if you've ever watched star trek right there their messaging is on point their organizing is on point they rarely break break ranks and because of that they're very effective now they've got the media to help them do that right as sort of the fly top cover for them but republicans Sometimes it can be like herding cats because we are the party of ideological yes. diversity. We all believe different things. You know, you're welcome in the Republican Party as long as I mean, to me, I think, you know, the base litmus test is you got to be small government, more freedom kind of person, you right. know, but uh, let,
0: let, let me let me jump to the story from The Wall Street Journal. House backs creation of commission on January 6th, Capitol riot. Former President Trump and GOP leaders urged Republicans to oppose the bill. So we're going to have some kind of what? 9-11 style commission on the Capitol riots and i'm sorry man the the republican party i understand it's 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 better than the democrats for a lot of reasons but why didn't they ever do anything about black lives matter and antifa when they had the power to do it
1: well we never really had the power to do it under under president trump um 2017. Well, I, mean, well I, mean, I guess they weren't paying attention. The fir- the, the, well, the first two years of, of the Trump administration, I mean, I would argue that the, the Black Lives Matter and Antifa protests that really rampaged across the country burned down federal courthouses. They burned down a police precinct in, I think, Minnesota. I mean, they they were that was
0: last year, though. So, you know, but, Republicans but, had lost the house at that point. But that's what I mean. I yeah. mean, I,
1: I think that most of the violent protests that we saw happened after the Republicans had lost control of all the three branches what, of government. How
0: many how many how many uh, were there over the past four years from far leftists? I don't
1: know off the top of Hundreds, my head. I, I, well, I mean, I would say probably thousands. I, I would absolutely yeah. say thousands. That just, not just, a
0: single one, not a single instance in from, you know, in uh, 2017 and 2018 warranted to Republicans any kind of action. But the Democrats get one and they are going nuclear for months, a 9-11-style commission. This is the problem. The Democrats will will like, will like stub their toe and blame the far right and scream at their lungs. And the Republicans go, OK, OK, OK. And then you can literally get billions of dollars of damage. And the Republicans won't even send in National Guard to stop it. They'll, Trump will be like, please, please, in the National Guard. And the Democrats in these cities are like, no. And he goes, OK.
1: Well, I mean, I think part of the reason for that is that the, the Democrat Party I mean, they have the largest super PAC in the world. I mean, they have, you know, a billion dollar corporate media, mainstream media that does nothing but fly cover for them and and it and, and parrot their talking points. Right. Sure.
0: Sure. But why? Why do Republican candidates care more about the opinions of The New York Times than their own constituents
1: that so look, it's it's a great question and it's. Part of what I think the Republican Party, I mean, look, if you're a candidate, right, and you're going to go out there on the parapet, be a Republican, be a conservative in this day and age, you have to know going in, Tim, that if the media, the main, not not all the media, right? And I'm, I'm not trying to, they're, I'm not trying to paint anybody with you know broad strokes here, but it, you got to know that the media is coming after you. Definitely. And you're not doing your job. Yeah. You know that if they are coming after you, you're probably over the target, so to speak, to use military parlance. Right. Um That's how I look at things. If they're attacking me, I know that I'm re- representing the people. And to me, ultimately, that's what this job is about. This job is about is about representing the people and being there for them, which is why. I mean, look, I think. 2020 like running a campaign in 2020 was an unbelievable experience for me because I, I didn't know anything about campaigning. It was the first time I've ever done it. So I learned a lot. But one of the thing, you know, one of the things that's just so important for Republicans, right? Moving forward is 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 not being beholden to like the the big money, right? We had 45,000 individual donors. Because of that, we weren't really beholden to, you know, any sort of special interest, corporation or even the Republican Party, even though I'm a, I'm a Republican running on the ticket. It gave me the freedom to, to to represent the people in the best way that I saw fit, and I think we did that to great effect. And we're going to take it to the next level on the Senate race. But yes, you as a Republican in this day and age. You know, you have to be willing to stand on the parapet and take shots from the from the media because if you're advocating for for what you believe and what the people that you represent believe, you're going to take they're coming after
0: you. I just got very little faith in uh, anyone to actually be a leader in terms of standing up to the establishment, which is mostly Democrats, some Republicans. There's a reason why people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, even after everything she posted and said and then apologized for, and it's because she's feisty. She's a fighter. She fights. She fights like Donald Trump fought. And so she raises, what, three point something million Mm dollars in the first quarter. So they can criticize her and smear her all she wants. And she revels in it. And people see that. And they're like, finally, someone is standing up. But Uh, but look look, look at this. Ted Cruz goes to Cancun or whatever. Right. So it's get the power outage, the freeze in Texas. Ted Cruz flies. to he flew to Cancun. Is that where he went?
1: Yeah, I think he he just to take his family down there.
0: Regardless, the media freaks out and then he's flying right back overnight. I'd have been like, you know what? Now the media's freaking out. I'm going to take a picture of myself my feet up, sipping a martini, <laughs> yeah. being like, is this what you want? Don't play stupid games. Now, he said he was just there to fly his family there and back. Sure, whether you want to believe him or not, I think he was going on vacation, and honestly, I don't care. What makes – what? you know what I do care about? Well, I'll, I'll say this first. Probably a bad move to be a representative of your community in a time of crisis and be like, eh, I'm going to go to the beach. Nah, I'd like – you know, running for office, being in office is more than just showing up in Congress and talking. It's being a leader for your community and, and, and helping build that culture and lead by example. But if you want to go on vacation, I'm not going to cry about it. I'll tell you what really bothers me, that the media screamed and he was right back. Oh, no, no. Oh, geez. No. Oh, don't look at me. I don't care what The New York Times has to say about these people. I'm sick of the lies from the media. I'm sick of the of the fact that for 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 four years— The Republicans in the Senate didn't do much of anything with what was going on. I remember from 2016, 17, 18, we knew censorship was a very serious problem, and the banning of Donald Trump's most ardent supporters was going to result in Republicans getting defeated. Republicans can't even express their own opinions. How could they expect to win at this point? And they did nothing. I agree. Look, look. I know, I
1: know. uh, know I'm I'm ranting at you. You (laughs) know where I'm going with this, right? right? Like, it's happening to me right now. (laughs) You know, look, if you... You want to think, you talk about big tech censorship. I, I not, I'm not, Section 230 is one thing. I don't think I necessarily support that because it hurts people like you, right? Like, but there are- so The repeal of Section 230? Yeah, the re- repealing Section 230 hurts independents. It needs to media. be reformed. It needs to be reformed for sure, right? Something needs to be done about big tech. Or and, state
0: level laws, which we're seeing, Texas it, and Florida. Yes, but look
1: at what's happening to me. I'm a Senate, I'm a Senate candidate in the state of Pennsylvania in the arguably the biggest Senate race in the country, right? Senate control depends on the state of Pennsylvania, right? And go to Google right now, right? Pun- just do it right now for your, for your viewers. Like, search Sean Parnell Senate on Google and see if you can find my campaign website. NBC News is the first link. Then yeah, your Twitter well, account, So Politico. So my, I raise money on my campaign site the only way i raise digital money is on that campaign site google has a monopoly on search engines right so you go and go you you gotta be a forensic data analyst to find my website on wow. google now if you're watching the show go to yahoo or go to bing or go to DuckDuckGo and punch in sean parnell senate and see what comes up
0: let's go to bing yeah just just, just, just see, just see well, what just comes out bing sean <laughs> parnell senate just do a search yeah Hey, there you go. It's the first it's one. It's
1: the number one. So here's that. the, th- here's wait, wait, the thing. Hold. Yes.
0: Sean Parnell, former governor of Alaska, is actually the yeah. card that pops up. But your website is yes. Yeah. So,
1: one. yeah, but be, so that's the point. So, <laughs> look, candidates, there's, we already talked about, like, there's a direct correlation being, between your ability to raise money as a candidate and getting your message out. The Republican party, they don't give you money. You know, like, it, it's all about your ability to raise money. Now, you want to talk about big tech having their finger on the thumb or on the finger, their finger on the scale, uh, tipping Tipping the scale in one direction. Now, Google any other candidate in the state of Pennsylvania.
0: Who are you run, who would you be running against?
1: On, I mean, there's, there's just Google Google a guy named John Fetterman, the uh, Lieutenant Governor How do you spell of Pennsylvania. Fetterman? F I, yeah, I got him. Yeah, just Google him. See if his website comes up on Google first thing.
0: First thing is his Twitter, and then governor.pa.gov, then johnfetterman.com.
1: That, okay, there you go. So if you're on Google the primary mechanism that everybody in the and country, he's running for the Senate and he's running for the Senate. So my opponent right now has or or a potential opponent right now. There's a primary, right? There's a primary, right? Oh, There's a Republican yeah, primary. That. But my point is they have a distinct advantage right now and this is this is big tech. It, I'm telling you, this is big tech putting their putting their thumb on the scale helping one side over the other so yes there needs to be reform and by the way this hinders my ability to 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 raise money and get my message out so to, to, to hey smash smash my win red link and contribute to my campaign because you can't find my you can't find it on the website and i'm gonna need all the help i can get in the senate race in pennsylvania
0: you do but i think it might be too late or uh so what what year was it that alex and milo and everybody got banned was it 2018 yeah, that uh, was that was yeah. a couple
1: of years ago, a couple of years ago. Okay.
0: 17 or 18. Paul Joseph Watson got his Instagram taken down and it was just like selfies in the sun or whatever. Banned yeah. from Facebook. Milo, Alex. Now, people might not like them, but a lot of people do like them, and they were some of Trump's biggest supporters. And it was obvious. Get rid of the largest communities where people gather to support Donald Trump and other populist politicians and you will beat them. And it happened. It happened over and over and over again. It kept happening, and I talk about this because I made a segment something about Republicans are too stupid to deal with censorship to save their own <laughs> careers. And here we go. Now they're they're not going to win. They're they're going to win where it's deep red, but I mean I, I will say surprisingly the polling was was tremendously favorable to Republicans in uh, the, in the 2020 election for sure. But right now, with what we're seeing out of you know Pennsylvania, for instance, Philadelphia specifically, 30 point lead for the progressive. All right. I don't think we're going to see a Republican, you know, huge turnout in the general because it's just it's a city.
1: Philadelphia. Philadelphia is tough. But I will tell you, like, in the it, look, it, this is what I mean. Like, this is what I mean about going to certain places. The first week of the campaign, I went into South Philly. I went to the Italian market and I talked to business owners there. Showing up matters. It doesn't mean you're going to get <laughs> it doesn't mean you're going to get a majority of the vote, but you've got to show up for people. Right. And. You know, I've been on this show with you four times. It's not like I'm a, I'm a crazy right-wing bomb thrower. Truthfully, I'm a consensus builder. I'm, I, I consider myself a leader, right? You know, when I was in Afghanistan, I led the most diverse pl- platoon you could possibly imagine. Rich next to poor, black next to white, Christians next to atheists next to Muslims, Democrats next to Republicans next to socialists, you know? I. We figured out a way to make it work in one of the most hostile regions on the planet because we figured out a way to look past our many differences as Americans and unite under a common banner and fight for a common mission. If I can do that in Afghanistan or a remote hilltop in one of the most hostile regions on the planet, we sure as I can do it here in the country. That's my message everywhere. Yet you can't find me on Google. That's a
0: problem. It's a real problem. Do you know when the Republican primary is going to be? For Senate? Yeah.
1: It's a year. It's a year. So that may, in case you're wondering, yes, that's a long time. Yes, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. But the problem is, is, and I do think campaigns generally last way too long, but we've already got candidates in the race raising a ton of money, especially on the Democrat side. And if we wait to get in, you could find yourself
0: in a $10 million hole and that's impossible to dig yourself out, you know? So, um, yeah. I mean, I suppose there's some optimism in that uh, the Democrats have a very, very slim control right now and they've gone back oh. to sleep and a- ratings are in the gutter because Democrats don't right. pay attention anymore.
1: Look, 2022 is going to be look. We talked about the, the, the ballot questions that should give you a little inkling about where public sentiment is with regards to these lockdowns, for example, or or control, which is the really a core. Core pillar of, of the camp, of Democrats or radical Democrats. Um, and so I think 2022 is going to be a great year, uh, for, for Republicans, conservatives, leaders, uh, in, in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is absolutely winnable. Absolutely winnable. Uh, I, I personally think we're going to win Pennsylvania. In, so who
0: are, the, who are the senators right now for Pennsylvania?
1: Uh, Senator Pat Toomey, who's, his seat's being vacated, right? So he's a Republican. And so there's an open seat. Right, it's an open seat, so you wouldn't be campaigning against an incumbent. You've got an open seat. It's the first time there's an open seat in Pennsylvania in a very long time. You got Senator Bob Casey, who is a Democrat, and he's been there uh, for a couple. Are terms, they both
0: now. up for reelection? Or it's a, it's the no. uh, just the just so, to me? Yes,
1: yes. So this is an open seat, right? So a Republican is retiring, um, and so yes, biggest Senate race in the country. And so by if this far. goes Democrat. It's you 51. Lose contr- you lose control of the Senate. Uh, they,
0: they, it's already, you know, the tiebreaker goes to the Democrats because of Kamala Harris. So
1: we have the, 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 the Senate seat in Pennsylvania is a must hold seat. It's, it's a must hold. seat. It, it,
0: it, it is because of Manchin. Manchin is the West Virginia Democrat who's a eh, Democrat. And the Democrats are outraged because they call him like the guy, the gatekeeper, the key holder. That's right. If you lose Pennsylvania. And it goes Democrat, Manchin's out, doesn't matter anymore. Now that's, he can tell the Republicans and the Democrats win.
1: You're 100% correct. And, and I mean, Kristen Siena, uh, Senator Siena, right, out of Arizona is sort of holding the line with Senator Manchin as well, right? right? But without Pennsylvania, Moderate. without Pennsylvania, the path to the majority is through Arizona, right, against against Senator Kelly, a Democrat, or in New Hampshire, right? Um, Pennsylvania. That, that's why. That's this why is, my campaign motto is "Win Pennsylvania, Save America." <laughs> because this is, we we are the true hedge uh, against the
0: radicalism of the new progressive left. This is
1: 2022. This is 2022.
0: So it's also possible that Republicans take back the House, which even 538 right now is saying Republicans are likely going to win back the House. I'm not entirely confident unless we start seeing some actual populists, you know, run and win a many win uh, many of these seats. Because if we just get more, you know, establishment types like Cheney's or Kinzinger's, then just candidates,
1: candidates matter, candidates matter a lot. And it's not just about I cannot if you're out there and you're thinking of running for office, whether it's local, state, federal, it's not just about your ability to articulate a message. Okay, it's about your ability to fundraise. And and it is not easy. Right. Fundraising means that you're on. like people think that me running a campaign, first of all, is like on stage with Trump. Like at a, at a rally in front of fifty thousand people, and yeah, that happens, and yeah, that was a am- that was an unbelievable experience to be a part of that. But that's one percent of it. It's like five hours a day on the phone calling people, cold calling people. If you ever done sales calls, try cold calling people and just and say, hey, you know, and then asking for like twenty nine hundred bucks. See how often you get hung up on. <laughs> see how often people tell you no. But you have to be relentless with it. And and what I see is that all too often candidates aren't willing to do that. And but but you got to do it. You You've know one of one of the, one of the
0: biggest challenges for Republicans is when you're dealing with a message of we're gonna give you free stuff versus be responsible for yourself and go work hard. I think I know where people are gonna lean towards.
1: I don't know about that Tim. I don't know how i I, I know that I know that like and I'll tell you talking to business owners like one of the main issues that they're facing right now and whether it's in the restaurant industry in the manufacturing sector or whatever, is that we're paying people more. Uh, to stay home on unemployment than go right. to work. That's a problem, right? And and, and, and people and, are choosing
0: to do it. Yeah, well,
1: well, that's right. I mean, well, look, if you're, if you're, if you're a, a, a mother of three and you've got three little kids and you have an opportunity to stay home with your kids for, for a few weeks and, and spend time with them, you're going to take that and I'm not going to fault you, right? Um uh, well the GOP tweeted you
0: see that thing they tweeted? What did they say? That you know, more women are choosing to stay at home and be with their children uh. than go to work, and all of these like Twitter conservatives <laughs> were like, What is wrong with I you? I don't know. I don't pay I <laughs> look I focused on winning the Senate in Pennsylvania in twenty twenty two. I
1: don't I can't speak to any of that. But like our job as as leaders, I think, you know, and 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 part of my core philosophy is, you know, it's my personal mission is to go to go to Washington when we win, do everything that I can to shrink the size and scope of the federal government because I think that too much consolidated power in washington I believe that there's a direct correlation between that consolidated power and less freedom in our lives right And so we can shrink the size and scope of the federal government. we can divert as much power back to the states as humanly possible because ultimately the states are the experts I mean, state like states are the they know what they need right. Uh, and so more freedom in our lives is a good thing. And then when I'm done with that, I mean, I'm not a career politician. You're not going to see me in Washington for 40 years, but you can bet after a couple of terms, I'm going to get myself a farm in western Pennsylvania and probably never talk to anybody again. But I but, the, but but yeah, I know I know you do. <laughs> but but the point is, is that I, I think by and large, it's our job to to advocate for things like pro-growth policies, right? Like low taxes, letting people keep more of their own money, rolling back regulations to make sure that Pennsylvania is a place where people can start a business and not feel like it's too onerous of a process, right? Protecting the energy industry, understanding that there are a couple different pillars underneath that issue, one of which is the economic issue, people paying more for gas right now than they probably should, more to heat their homes. That economic issue disproportionately affects Middle income to lower income families. Like, we don't want that, right? We want those families to be lifted up and keep more of their money. So to the extent that we can be energy independent, it's good for middle, middle class, lower income people. But there's also significant national security implications for it. You look at what happening now, right? Joe Biden cancels the Keystone XL pipeline, puts 10,000 plus union workers out of work, hurts our energy independence all with a stroke of a pen while approving and rolling back sanctions on Russia to 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 approve their pipeline so so joe biden is literally creating jobs in russia helping their energy independent independence helping the russian economy to allow them to export natural gas all around the world while all while they're on the border of ukraine if imagine listen imagine if president trump did that they would be calling him a russian asset well, you know? they already
0: were, but you know. Oh, of know.
1: course. They already were, but, but yes. This proves it. Yeah, this proves it. But you see my point, right? And so, uh, energy independence is something that's important. It's a major pillar of the economy in, in Pennsylvania and healthcare is a big deal, right? The GOP has not had a good answer on healthcare for a long time. And I think, you know, part of my platform is having a good market based Innovative plan for healthcare. Like we all talk about there the Republican talking points of letting insurance companies compete across state lines, more flexibility, more choice means lower cost for the consumer and, and, and a more diverse uh, healthcare plan offering. All of that's great. Uh, and talking about association healthcare plans, of the idea of small businesses being able to band together to have the same purchasing power as large corporations. That's good, right? But what if we like think outside the box for a second and take things a step further and say, why don't we let individuals of a similar Age, sex, demographic, with similar healthcare needs, individuals band together on app-based technology. It, may, it essentially becomes an insurance pool. You have millions of people on. You gotta call it a platinum plan, gold plan, silver plan, whatever. But people that like twenty-five-year-olds have similar healthcare needs, right? Like it's not perfect, right? But you can. Invest money. You pay a certain amount of money on a monthly fee for a health care app. You become a member of that health care plan and, and you allow individuals now to have the same purchasing power as large corporations. Republicans need to need to start thinking outside the box on, on having good pragmatic policy solutions to make our lives better.
0: It's true. But you go to a regular person and say they want you to come up with some plan for banding together. We're just going to give you free stuff.
1: Well, the problem is, is that you know, first of all, it's not it's not virtuous to take someone else's money, tax someone yeah, else, and give their money to someone there are a else. lot of people who don't care. Well, just they, give me the free stuff. I don't care. They will care because the, the problem is, is eventually you run out of other people's money,
0: and then the Democrats come out and blame the Republicans, saying it's your fault for not raising the debt ceiling or whatever. And so you look at what's going on with these police, and they defund the police. There's then no cops to deal with crime. And they say, see, look, the cops aren't even doing anything anyway. They use the problem they create to then advocate for more destruction of the system. Well, that, that You can't just be like free healthcare, which is what they keep saying. And regular people who don't know are like, I'll vote for that. And they're like, OK, now how do we do it? Well, you can't. So let's just fake it till you make it. So they're like print more money, I guess. I think AOC actually said deficit spend. Oh right! Just basically, you're just talking about stripping away the the, the value of the working class from their savings They're, to fund healthcare. Yeah, I it's, mean it's distribution. Does
1: well, it? it's not you not know, I even mean just healthcare. If you're looking at like so, Joe Biden, I think in his first hundred days of as president, infused something like two and a half trillion dollars of cash into the economy. And what you're seeing is not just a lackluster jobs report. I think they, they expected, you know, close to a million jobs. They got 250,000. It's absolutely horrible, right? So there was that in addition to inflation just this month, 4.2%, right? Now, inflation means the dollar has, it, individuals have less purchasing power. Their dollar is worth less. It's basically inflation is a tax on everybody. And again, it disproportionately affects middle, to lower income people. When you want to look at inflation, you see inflation reflected in the cost of our commodities. Like try to go and buy lumber to build a deck on your house and you're going to spend probably five, six times as much on that wood, right? So I, I inflation is not just on our doorstep, it's here. You know, Joe Biden for all he talks about, now he's not going to tax people that make less than $400,000 a year. First of all, I I wouldn't believe that he's going to, okay? Uh but inflation is a tax on the middle income. It's a tax. It's on on middle income families, right? Um, and not being energy independence. Essentially, is a tax on middle-income and lower-income families. So, what what um, what the point that I'm building to here is that it's our job as leaders uh, in the Republican Party to have policies and be able to specifically articulate those policies that advocate for pro-growth positions, and they can't just be talking points. You have to talk about why it's important to make you know, to advocate for policies to make
0: Pennsylvania prosperous, right? Let's talk about policies that uh, we don't want. We have this uh, story from the <laughs> Daily Mail. Exclusive. It's become an outdoor psychiatric ward. How California's scenic Venice Beach has become a homeless hotspot with tent cities, violent crime, and rampant drug use pushing families and tourists out. I'm not even sure I can show any of the photos because you might get in trouble on here. But you can see that for a lot of reasons. It's just be wow. Wow, 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 it's all I can say. I was I was in Venice only a few years ago. I skate at the skate park there all the time. You got these before and after twenty fifteen and twenty twenty one. Yikes. You swipe across tent cities. Something doesn't work in California. Their policies are just a disaster, and it's it's unfortunate because you know Northern California is very different from the big cities in California. And when most people talk about California, they're not talking about the you know the farming territories and the you know counties in the east. They're talking about L.A. and San Francisco, maybe Sacramento, the Bay Area, even San Diego's got. I think they still have a Republican mayor, but their policies don't work whatever this is there, you know there's a, there's a recall now for Gavin Newsom what you see in places like California will be coming to many more places in this country if these policies expand so if uh Pennsylvania ends up going democrat they're just going to keep burning the place down it's going to be it's going to become more and more like this
1: i mean you're you're right i mean california has been under a uniparty rule, a Democrat rule, for how long now? Thirty, forty, thirty 50 years. years? I mean, something insane. Was it Republican
0: before, like what ninety, ninety one or ninety two?
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, I, I yeah, I, I think that there there is a direct correlation between you know this new new progressive Democrat views and entrenched poverty in places like California and drug use and high crime, right? And but people know,
0: keep voting for it.
1: I mean, I, I, in some places. In some places, you know, and I think Pennsylvania is one of those places that, you know, in 2022, you know, Pennsylvania has a lot of independents that I think are going to have buyer's remorse that that perhaps believed Joe Biden uh, was a moderate, not their fault. The media portrayed him as a moderate uh, and big tech censored stories that were negative about him. And so you saw that poll of like. You know how what percentage of people would have voted differently had they known the Hunter Biden? I mean that 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 alone it was like an average of what six six for six or seven wow. percent of people yeah would not have voted for Joe Biden had they known that story, mm. and and like big tech totally censored it. Absolutely, uh, they, they they censored one of the one of the oldest newspapers in the country. So it's not like it was a it was it was a newspaper that they censored. So so I, yeah, I, I think that that it. But I think that uh, there's going to be a lot of independents, and I think there's even going to be some moderate Democrats saying, "Whoa." This is not what I bargained for. And so you, you know me. I'm an idealist when it comes to this country. Uh, I think it, it can be saved, um, with the right candidates, with the right message and the ability to articulate and willingness to go to the places, uh, where you need to build bridges, you know,
2: and that's what we're trying to do in Pennsylvania. What's your history like politically? What, what did you affiliate as in your twenties and
1: I've always been, years? I've always been conservative. You know, I, I don't know. Have you ever seen that movie Legends of the Fall? No, only clips. <laughs> Everyone on the show is like, "What? Parnell watched Legends of the Fall." Yeah, like I watched that. it once when I when I was younger. But like, I, I have a lot of, I, I have a lot of libertarian, uh, libertarian, uh, you know, views. Friends. Oh, oh views. views. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't like the government. I don't think that they run things efficiently, and if you don't believe me, like let me think of an example, like Cash for Clunkers. Remember mm. that? Like they come with an awesome program, right? They ran out of cash in a month. The government does not. Remember, remember the Obama remember, the, Obamacare uh-huh. the Obamacare website. Uh-huh. Remember when Obama gave all those guns to the cartels? Oh, I remember. Uh, in the the, in the ass. serious. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Oh, and can I can I also say something? You know, uh, you know, classic classical liberalism, right? After the Vietnam War is really, I think. Was when it was born was all based on critical thinking and mistrust of the government, right? And for well, classical
0: re- liberalism is like what founded this country.
1: Well, well sure, like sure, of sure, Locke sure, sure. Of, of course, of course, of course. But uh, in the wake of in the, in the wake of the Vietnam War, like if the government told you to eat white bread, you know, most liberals were like, "No, I'm eating wheat bread," just because the government told you. But somewhere, <laughs> yes. but somewhere along the way, there's been a, sh- a shift on the left from the sort of classical liberalism and tolerance. Uh, 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 and diverse set of ideals to believing everything the government says hook line and no, singer no, 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 with no, no, no critical
0: no. thinking just gotta not be a conservative that's it so even now when <laughs> fauci is like you can take off your mask if you're vaccinated they're like no no because then people will think i'm a conservative well, who who cares what, what is it that their whole identity is built upon hating somebody that's it it's like what are your politics i just hate that guy is that it? That's right. That's that's okay. part of the
1: reason why. That's part of the reason why. You know, I I, I think it's very important to be a happy warrior, right? Because you know, as, if you're running a campaign, you know, one of the things you have to do is draw a contrast, right? Give people a, a choice, right? And I think one of the ways I think the radical left today's day and age, they're pretty unhappy. They're
0: unhappy, and they I feel like they're unhappy a lot. But and it, I'll tell you this: in the past year, two years, we have seen the biggest. De-radicalization of the left that we've probably ever seen in this country. I'm pretty impressed. So a lot of the people I knew from Occupy Wall Street, the Antifa far leftists, they're cheering for major pharmaceutical companies. They're cheering for the FBI and the government. And I'm like, I see their posts. And I'm not kidding. Like Antifa types saying like, yay, FBI, you go get Giuliani. And I'm like, I'm glad to see that you've reformed your ways and you're pro-federal government. And they're like, well, I mean, it's different now because they're going up to people I like, and I'm like, yeah. So you like the FBI, right? Like that—that's cool. I remember when you thought they were bad and wanted to, like, you know, you hated the government and were protesting all the time. Now you're now you're, now you're cheering for the government. Now you're cheering for the massive multinational, massive multinational uh, pharmaceutical company. So hey, good for you. You know, I thought you were kind of off the deep end. They don't they don't they don't they don't seem to self reflect. Ten years ago, they're like Monsanto bad. These big pharmaceutical companies are evil. Now they're like, yay! Which team are you on? Mm-hmm.
1: And, yeah. Well. Um, I you know yeah, I think that's why the Republican Party, ha- they they've got a tremendous opportunity, right? I just I think that you know, gosh, President Trump, uh, he he brought about a a massive shift in the Republican Party, especially in Pennsylvania, right? Where in in the span of four years. The Republican Party has has become less the part, I mean, in fact, probably not at all at this point, the party of large corporations to the party of the working man and, and woman. Like it, the, the shift is like unbelievable.
0: Right. And yeah, the, so. the Democrats are the party of the elites, the wealthy yes. elites the, and, and the college professors and right. the Hollywood people and, and the and highest the income te- earners yes. in the country have been demanding for four years that the working class pay off all of their debts. Uh, yes. And we're to the point now where Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders have entertained stripping the value from the working class savings to that's, pay off the debts of the highest income earners right. in the country. I want you. I want everyone to think about that for two seconds. Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren were in favor of. Of stripping the savings, devaluing the savings of the working class to pay off the highest income earners' debts. That's absolutely correct. That's college degrees. Yes. People with college degrees make substantially yep. more than people without it, and those people are demanding the poor pay their bills for them. I, I'm, I mean, not, that, I'm not all about that. That's wrong. That is wrong, and that, that's you're 100% correct. How, is, how, is, how is, have the conservatives moved? Like uh, They appear to be even lefter than many of the modern Democrats. Like, no, no joke. You've got the, 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 the Trump supporters. Many are working class union guys who want their factories back. And then you've got the, the, the university leftists with their degrees and their Hillary Clinton and their hedge funds and their super PACs. And then you, you see the, uh, the, the neocons, Lincoln Project people joining the Democrats. How is it that Republi- Republicans are, are left of the establishment Democrats? They're defending the workers' rights, not the Democrats. The Democrats are stripping away their rights, stripping away the value, value giving money to the bourgeoisie. Look, that,
1: I think the Republican Party has to embrace this this new identity, this new working class identity. These these are our people. These are the people that built this country. Right. And I think that we have to I think that we've got to be there for them. We can't shun them. I mean, I mean, Jim Banks had a memo. If you've seen Jim Banks's memo, the working class memo, mm-hmm. the, and, and, and basically it is uh, congressman. Banks is is I think he's he's great, uh, but he's got a memo out there about the path forward for the Republican Party. And it's like a it's like a two page plan of what the Republican Party needs to do to be successful. It's awesome. And we should totally embrace it. You should Google it right now and have a look at it. But it's it's something that we should definitely look. It's an, showing up for the people.
0: Just uh, here's, here's what you do. You just uh, write down what Ron DeSantis does. And then just be like what he said.
1: He's coming to Pittsburgh tomorrow. Oh, going To him tomorrow. Yeah, Excellent. He's cool. Coming to our Lincoln.
0: He's been doing today. a fantastic job. He's far from perfect. So oh, people- he, look, he's
1: balanced. He's balanced. You know, protecting people from a global pandemic with people's freedom, mm-hmm. right? And he's and done social media censorship and social media censorship. It, it, yeah, he's done a
0: a pretty darn good job. You know, there, there are concerns about what people uh, people question conservatives his stance on free speech issues like. He may be opposed to the censorship, but it's aimed mostly at affecting politicians. And then there are some issues around people's right to free speech. I think relating to Israel that people are concerned about. But I look at you know you, I don't just see like one thing and say flush the baby out the bathwater. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, Ron DeSantis is doing it pretty well. Texas is doing pretty well uh, too. Their their social media bill apparently is is much much better. And we need to see we need to see more red states start having this aggressive legislation to go after these companies and these, and these things. Cause I'll tell you, Florida has this bill. That's, that's, I believe, I believe that may have already signed it or he's about to sign it, which gives protections to individuals, companies, news organizations, and politicians when it comes to censorship. However, Facebook, as Ian points out, could be like, then we're cutting off Florida. And if you have a Florida IP, you can't access the service anymore. Sure. Then what happens in West Virginia, Tennessee, Texas, Arkansas, Mississippi, Georgia, they all start lining up with the exact same legislation. Okay, then Facebook only exists in New York and California. How about that? No, they wouldn't want that. That would destroy the company. So they would say, okay, fine, you win. We'll stop censoring conservatives. You know, one of the biggest problems that I have with politics right now is that I mentioned conservatives. Many Republicans seem to be more concerned about the opinion of the New York Times than their constituents. Like they're more worried the New York Times will say about them than their own constituents. Yeah. You, you look at what the media says and they lie every single day. They say there is no bias against conservatives. And I'm like... But you're the one, it was Gizmodo that broke the first story, one of the first, that Facebook was censoring conservative news outlets. Now they changed their tune because they realized it's a good thing. These these journalists who first reported it were like, oh, look what I found. Then they were like, no, 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 We like that they're censoring these ideas because then people can't have them. If they don't share the ideas, they won't know. So keep them ignorant. Keep them in the dark. Treat them like mushrooms. You know, you feed them crap and you keep them in the dark. So now you're going to start seeing a lot of states, hopefully, start picking this up. I'm stoked when I look at the past 10 years and I see how many states have adopted constitutional carry. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's remarkable. I didn't even realize that in the 80s you couldn't even get a concealed carry permit in most states. It was like May issue. They tell you to screw off. Now it's constitutional carry. You walk in, you pass a background check, you walk out with a gun, and you right. can be carrying it, concealing it, whatever. Fantastic. Protecting people's rights. Let's see the same thing across the board at the state level. The states need to start passing these laws. Local is where it's at.
1: Yeah. And yes. Yes. I, I would also say that I think it's it's very the the states that do the best have a great communication between their federal office holders, the governor, and the state legislatures. Right. So I think yes. It, yes. I think a governor can have an unbelievable power if he's got a, a legislature that's willing to work with him. They can get a lot of things done and bring about profound positive change in in people's lives. I think you take that to the next level, where you've got a governor that's communicating seamlessly with like a senator or congress congressmen or women, uh, and and everything is is working like a smoothly oiled machine. That's how you do it, and that that's really what we're we're trying to do in Pennsylvania with regards to uniting the the Republican Party both uh, in Washington, D.C., as, as a liaison, as, as, a, as a candidate for Senate, as a liaison to the federal government, but also working hand-in-glove with those state representatives who are boots on the ground in their communities every day and making sure our messaging is on point, our organizing is on point, our fundraising is on point, and we're advocating for policies that are the best for all of Pennsylvania at every level, right?
0: I'm concerned that uh, just the fragmentation of the U.S. is getting too severe. You know, when you look at these cities, they got rising crime, they have ongoing riots, and they just, for whatever reason, you get more far leftists in. And then I can only imagine that in the red areas, people are are separating each other. You know, like how many people have moved to Texas recently? Tons of personalities that are conservative are fleeing to Texas. So Texas is going to become increasingly more red. The blue areas will become increasingly more blue, and then there's going to be. No real overlap. I think, I
1: think there's some people that would say that there are leftists moving from California to Texas and that's why people are worried about Texas turning blue, right? There's this whole Texas turning blue movement. So that's why people are leaving. Uh, people are leaving states where they voted in Democrat, uh, Democrat leadership for 30 years and then going and essentially voting the same way in, in Texas. And, and
0: I don't think Texas is going gonna, is gonna to turn blue, but people always talk about it. I think um, now it won't because people who are fleeing to Texas are conservative or at least opposed to the Democrats. They yeah. saw
2: a huge rise in homeless on, in Austin yeah. recently. I mean, it, it might just be everywhere in all these metropol,
0: metropolitan cities. But Evictions like, um, are starting up, I think, in two months because the moratorium was ended. In Texas, everywhere, so we, we we were on the verge of looking at like millions upon millions of evictions.
2: They said on Sixth Street in Austin, this just like tent city, and Jeez. and in California, not just in Venice in California, in L.A., there's tent I, city up and down. You know, I heard from, something scary. I don't know what streets.
0: It's a video rumor going around that the U.S. government is threatening subsidies of farmers. So there's a thing. I think it's called fallowing. Where they're basically paid not to grow food, yeah. And so there's a concern right now that because of the shortages and everything's happening, and the ta- how the tax subsidies work, that we have like we're like eight months out from some serious food shortages. I wouldn't be surprised. the The idea that you can just stop an economy dead in its tracks and then snap your fingers and get it back going again, no. Nah. Well, the what, workers are
1: displaced. What would be the end state for that? Like, how could that possibly be a good thing? Like, I haven't heard. No, 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 I'm not saying. That. I'm not
0: saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying anybody wants to do it. I'm saying that the. But economy, why would the federal government want to do it? The system by which we have s- uh, subsidies for farmers has created a circumstance based on having that's happened, which oh, is contributing oh, okay. to gotcha. the probability of more. F- so there's already food shortages. I guess you're not seeing it the national. You're not seeing it in national news, but if you look at these local news outlets, they're talking about food shortages. Now there's rumors that the supply chain disruption, the rising fuel costs, have made everything substantially harder workers are displaced because of the pandemic many moved they're not going to go back to those jobs right people don't That's realize that the shortage we're seeing for like computer chips what, what do you think is going to happen with food like do you think that food is immune from the shortages we're experiencing in the economy no no and no in fact it's, it's the the supply
1: the logistics chain is is real Right. And you look at the look, look at the cost of, of food and, and how much people are paying for certain things. It's, it's, it is absolutely concerning. And, and my, my fear is that, we, you know, because, I mean, we're seeing inflation now. You know, I think, I think that. I think the federal government, like they're not going to hard default on on our on our debt, right? I do think our they're going print their way out. Our it. debt and deficit issues are the biggest, uh, the greatest leadership challenge that my generation of leaders are going are gonna to face, right? It's a big deal. We've got to figure out what to do with our debt and deficit, but you know we're not going to hard default on our debt. But I do think what what the the plan is 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 a soft default, which is to purposefully inflate our currency so that the value of our debt is worth less. Right. And and, and and I think that's what you're seeing right now. And I think that's what you're talking to right now. And my fear is that we are on the brink of now. I mean, we're on the brink of what could be a, a recession, I, I think, a, a year from now, you know, um, and, and, and and hopefully. Hopefully we can pull ourselves out of it, but like we really have to start advocating for growth economic policies like right away. We really have to start.
0: I don't know what, I don't, I, I don't know how you fix this, man. The, the, the train, it's, it's a freight train on, on the tracks and then they just stopped it and then all the carts flew up in the air from the inertia and just scattered all over. And now they're like, all right, set the train up again. And you're like, bro, one cart like rolled down the mountain. It's in the ocean. I don't <laughs> even know how to get that back up here. Yeah. The, so when, when they shut down the economy, And this idea that you could just start it up again is is ludicrous. Let's say you've got 10 employees making 16 bucks an hour at a restaurant. Economy shuts down. These people who are in their early 20s decide to move back home. They go to the suburbs to stay with their parents. Okay, start the economy back up. Restaurant goes, we we don't have any employees. We have to rehire everybody to start. We don't have any money. Food all spoiled. You can't just do it.
1: We just spent an entire week going all across the state talking to business owners from Erie down to South Philly, and they've all had that problem. Yep. It is not
0: imaginary. And And nobody wants to work when you're getting paid more not to work.
1: Yeah, and, and, and you're right. Like they're having issues uh both in shipping and logistics and food processing and finding finding truck drivers and the cost of fuel has made it more difficult on truck drivers to get from point A to point B. I mean, there there are issues at every level. I mean again, I think it can I think it can be saved, uh, but it's gonna take leadership and focus and Clear and clear communication, clear, honest communication with the American people, which, you know, uh, is not uh, Joe Biden's strong suit. Um, so, you know, look, that's that's why it's so important. that's why it's so important to win in 2022. That's why the slogan is win Pennsylvania, save America.
0: I want to bring up a story we have here. This is really cool. And uh, I was I was so I, so I saw this story over at Daily Mail. It's body cam captures moment. Cops single handedly lifts overturned car. Off Virginia mother thrown outside vehicle after crash. And first of all, I was like, dude, that is cool. A, a cop to save a woman lifted the vehicle by himself.
3: Amazing.
0: Wow. Now I think it was upside down and he like was able to push it off and roll it or something. But I was also thinking like you rarely see these stories go viral. Exactly. You know, I was just sitting
1: here thinking the same thing. It's it's you know, you got all of this anti police rhetoric every single day, which is of course why you're seeing uh, violent crime rise in, in a city cops like a Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, and you talk about like removing a cop's qualified immunity. Like, I'll give, give your, your viewers an example of what that means. Like, so, as a soldier on the battlefield, you've got protection in that regard too. So in other words, if one of my soldiers gets injured, I run out and I try to, you know, give, for, render first aid. Maybe they got a sucking chest wound and I, we, you know, we save their life, put them on a helicopter, get them back to the states and maybe they have an issue with their lungs. Right like should that soldier be able to sue the, f- the federal government or the Department of Defense because he was wounded on the battlefield right now it 's illegal you can 't do that because at the end of the day like you 're in combat like you 're surrounded by death and destruction, like you 're doing the best you can to so say the a government lie. is immune from. The DoD or 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 the Army in, in general. So what does but, this mean for the cop? Well, the cop. What it means for the cop is is that you know if a cop is out there like just trying to do their job and they they can be sued by they can be sued by anybody for They'll doing anything. Eight hundred times, 800 <laughs> times like, absolutely. So <laughs> it's like defunding. You're hundred percent right. It's like defunding the police without actually defunding. Right, right, like, they're you know all I mean? it's all. You're going to be yes.
0: I think that that one's a challenge because I'm not entirely sure, you know, how you deal with it. Just not being able to sue. Maybe there should be a higher burden or something because when we had, I think Chauvin, they said he had, you know, like 19 complaints or something out of 18 years. And I'm like, mm-hmm. actually, it sounds pretty good. You'd think a cop is like, I'm writing you a ticket. I'm going to complain about you. It's like everyone's going to complain. Nobody wants to get pulled over. Nobody wants to get arrested. The
1: point, the point we- what we're talking about, though, is like to your point, it's like all we hear is the negative. But cops, I, they are out there every single day putting it all on the line, doing good things for people. And this story is just one example of it. It's you a cool know? story.
0: Let me show a little bit. So this is a vehicle flipped over, and the officer was able to lift it up to save uh, the individual. I mean, I'll just give you the, the, the bullet points here. They say, Gloucester County Sheriff Deputy John Holt rescued the woman when she had been trapped under the sunroof of the car after it wrecked on May 7th. Her young son is heard desperately crying out, mommy, mommy, before the deputy was able to rescue her. Oh. The incredible video has since gone viral after being shared on Tuesday by the sheriff's office with more than 84,000 views on Facebook. That's not viral. 84,000 views, not viral. You can, you, you can, you can go on Twitter and there's a video of some random dude farting. It's got a million views. Don't <laughs> talk about viral. They say he recently received a local and regional top cop award Ooh. for saving a disabled young girl and a woman from a burning home last March. But I, I still see this, and I'm like, I've heard these stories about how people can can muster up inhuman strength, because humans are actually much stronger than we we are on a daily basis. There's I don't I don't know exactly how it works, but I read there's like a limiter that humans only exert around twenty percent of their actual muscular capacity. How do you know this stuff? You, I read you have, as I'm on Reddit, and like mean, no. someone posted, like, did you this know? Is fast. I'm just like, I don't know if it's true. You got you got to fact check <laughs> me on this one, but it's something like. We have we, we there's a limit to how much strength we can use unless we get our adrenaline pumping and mm-hmm. there's a live or die moment because your muscles start destroying themselves when you exert too much. But what you you hear these stories about like a mother and she's able to like pull her daughter up, like hanging from with one arm and lift them up and then pull herself up to save a child or like lift a vehicle. These are cool stories. And so I wanna make sure like we're not always just just Neg- stewing yeah. in the negativity. But there's some there's still some negativity here. What happens on Facebook I saw a video going viral today and it was like it was on Reddit and it was like uh, a cop kicks a man in the head, even though he's already subdued and and is being arrested. And it was true. There's a video of a guy's on the ground, his hands behind his back. The cop's cuffing him and a cop runs up and just punts his head. And I'm like, now, why would that cop do that? More importantly, I've seen this video a thousand times because it gets recycled. They put it up. It gets traffic. They put it up again. This story, 84,000 views. A cop lifted a vehicle to save a woman. How many times is that going to get recycled? It's not. It only got 84,000 views. I see this video on Reddit. It's got a million views. In a week, it'll have a million views again. In a month, it'll have a million views again because they keep sharing the same things over and over and over Are again. These
1: social media companies and search engines control what you see. And when you control the flow of information, you control what people
0: think in, in certain regards. And, and now people hate the police. I mean, look. You look at the algorithms and what they've produced over the past 10 years, it sounds like Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg purposefully want to destroy this country. They have driven people insane. They, 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 there are people who literally believe the cops go around hunting black people. They, they, they actually believe I them. Know. So Prager U, they send out Will Witt. Will goes to like Venice skate park in, in California. You know, same skate park we were talking about just a moment ago. And he asks three young black men, how many unarmed black men do they think had been killed in the past year? And they're like, thousands. It's like, it's like 19. It's bad. Like 19 people. But we're in a country of 320 million people. Was it 375 million police interactions, 19 of which resulted in unarmed black men being shot and killed. And of those, some of them are actually justified in like a guy was trying to run someone over. So he's not armed, but he's using a car or they're about to attack someone or they're about to like, they grab someone by the throat and they're beating them or pummeling them. Or sometimes it's, it was, it was a, it was a wrongful, you know, shooting. In, in, in some circumstances They're all bad We don't want people to die
1: Of course not right. But
0: because of social media Because they weaponize this stuff Everyone goes insane And don't get me wrong It goes the other direction too What you see on the left today Is I think social media Has, is, has ha- helped form the culture war into, fa- in a faction, into factions of People who blindly just believe Whatever the media says No matter what And the people who For the most part Distrust the media With, with a decent portion Who distrust no matter What the media says that They'll distrust them so you end up with people who believe the earth is flat or who believe in these weird conspiracy theories about lizard people because they go online and they can find the stuff and they believe it. And I hear some of the craziest stuff when I, when, I read, when I read the news. But do those people have any institutional power? The people who think the earth is flat, are they in Congress? No. Well, people believe in God. I mean, that's almost as ridiculous. No, absolutely not. There's zero evidence ever. I mean – you want? You're going to ignite a whole other conversation. It is. So it is. It's a big but conversation. The, but but, I, but there, there's not zero evidence. The issue is, if you don't talk about theism and like religious text and doctrine, I'm not talking about that. Um, so I'm talking about people. You could literally, you could literally climb a tower and measure the the shadows and calculate the circumference of the planet, like that dude, uh, er- Eratosthenes did, in one BC.
2: Because you can disprove the Earth Earth is
0: flat. It's different than you can prove the Earth is round. Right. Believing in God and faith-based things and, 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 you know, having philosophy is an entirely different dis- discussion.
2: Lizard people? I mean,
0: right? There, there's, based, there's,
2: there's, there's no evidence.
0: The, lizard people is dramatically different from believing in God, dude.
2: But it's dramatically
0: similar. No, it's not. Yeah, there's it's, just no evidence. I'm agnos- I mean, you're, th- you're, you're, you're you, wait, 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 I, I, I don't want to deviate yeah, yeah. And, and derail the conversation. You're, you're confusing a, a, a philosophical and theological conversations with text. And, 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 and fairy tales. Well, there's text about the flat earth. That's where so, it comes from. Yeah, but there's no the scientific. Things like that. Y- okay. Yeah, it's not, it was before science was invented. People go online and they watch insane videos about insane things and they believe it. They go online and they read books about, you know, they see things about critical race theory. It's insane and they believe it. And it's bad. Zealotry and fundamentalism, all of these things are problems. They exist. So the problem is we need critical thinking. Instead, we get critical theory. And then people just blindly follow and march off cliffs like lenning's
1: Well, and, and it's 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 not just social media. Right. Like a, a much of the sort of propaganda that is pushed on people on social media is also taught in schools. And so we're teaching our kids from a very young age in our public schools, like critical race theory, for example, that, you know, teaches kids to. Dislike each other or think about each other based on the color of their skin. That's or
0: or hate their country. Or
1: hate their country, uh, or think that America is fundamentally evil or bad. And and this this is a problem. And not only is it happening in our schools, now it's happening in our military. Right? Like there there are ideological purity tests for people in the military teaching critical race theory in the middle in the military. And I'm telling you, look, I got out. I was medically retired um in 2010 so it wasn't that long ago i mean we're talking like 11 years ago i got out this stuff was nowhere to be found in the military because it ain't about you right in, in the military one of the th- things they teach you at basic is that it's okay all of this like you know it ain't about you anymore so we're gonna shave your head we're gonna put you in a uniform we are only as fast this team is only as fast as it's slowest person, we're all gonna make our bed the same way, our lockers are all gonna be the same way, because what they're doing there is creating, they're, they're whittling down the individual identity, and they're creating a collective, right? And right. that, and, and, look past our differences, work together, to figure, but that, but that, that, that is- Sounds a bit like what the critical theorists do. But that's that's not, but, but see, the, the difference is, is that the focus in, in critical race theory is only on our differences. Right. That, that's a, that's a fundamental difference. And in the
0: military, that can get you killed. Yes. Because the goal of critical theory is to destroy, it's to deconstruct. Yes, <laughs> they genu. I, I look. I, I know. I've known many of these people for a long time, and they have routinely expressed their desire is to destroy the system. They just want to watch. Some, some say, "I just want to watch it burn." Some say, "From the ashes of the old, we will build the new." That's the idea. So, critical theory is their means to an end. They think they will dis- they will deconstruct everything, make it impossible to have communications. They will fracture any ability for a collective identity within the United States. And after that, it's rubble. Then they'll come back with their, you know, whatever, communism, socialism.
1: We were always taught growing up that the reason why America was such a wonderful player, part of the reason, uh, was that we have people from all over the world that come here to live the American dream, uh, be free, give a good life to their kids. Why? Because America is a melting pot. Do you remember that? You ever, were you
0: ever taught that? As of course, a kid? the great American melting pot.
1: Yes. Well, America right now, it's a melting pot
0: that's not melting. And that, that's a, that's a a problem. Critical theory is trying to uh, re-emulsify the differences. Whereas we used to believe that you throw everybody in the melting pot and you get a nice fondue with a bunch of different flavors, they're yeah. actually trying to reverse entropy to get the pepper jack back out of the did fondue. You just compare,
1: you just compare America and the American people to fondue. I've yes. never, I've never you actually said melting pot. I've never <laughs> yeah. had fondue. It's good.
0: It's a melting pot. What is it?
1: It's melted cheese. I, I talk about derailing the conversation. I'm sorry, <laughs> but but I don't know That's what fondue, fondue is. is.
0: Fondue is a, is oh, a melting shit. pot. My you diet. Get, you get a little thing. You throw cheddar and you throw in Swiss and pepper jack and whatever. Uh. And then you turn it on and it melts all of the cheeses together. And then you dip stuff in the cheese. It sounds now, like something that really you it really sounds
1: like it. something that you would like really like. You, it's you, incredible. You, we got we, incredible. we have one
0: on the counter right. Of course, now. You, of course <laughs> you do. Of course. Well, you do. So, or you can take like oil, some garlic, some vinegar, mm. soy sauce, and then boil yeah. it, and you put the meat in it. You mm. blends everything. In. It's just oh. a pot for. This you know, sounds
1: a little adventurous to me. Like I like if you if I go to a restaurant, you give me Dino chicken nuggets, some tater tots. I am good. Here's like, here's the I point. eat like a two year old. The Great American Melting. <laughs> I don't know how we're here. I don't know how we got. It's the Great American Melting. Listen, listen,
0: Great American Melting Pot, right? You get some, some uh, Chihuahua cheese from Mexico. You get Ooh. some American cheese uh. from America. You get some some good uh, uh, Dubliner from, mm-hmm. uh, from Ireland. I think it's from Ireland. And then uh, you, 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 th- you throw it all in a pot and it all melts together. And we're like, this is some great cheese. What is it? I just mixed a bunch of stuff together. I do it all the time. I take like Colby he Jack does. and Pepper Jack and Swiss and Havarti and I just blend it up and I make nachos. And I'm like, isn't it amazing that you can get this great blend of cheeses? You ever have four cheese pizza?
1: What, Could what, you what like D'Amoroso?
0: Yeah, you go, you go. You're like, I'll take well, the four co- cheese of course, pizza. Of course. Be, now imagine if you're hanging out with someone and they were like, "Can I take the ricotta out of this, the uh, r- r- ricotta out of this pizza?" And you're like, "Dude, it's all blended together." Yeah, I know, but. We should remove it.
1: Yeah, at some point. (laughs) Like that's critical theory. Or I only want to eat the. I only want to eat that little bit. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. uh, And the
1: rest is wasted after after you only. eat Yeah, mozzarella
0: supremacy needs to end. (laughs) Our our pizzas should have different cheeses. So get the mozzarella out. You're like, but we melted it all together. Well, in the future, let's actually put blocks so that your pizza is actually.
1: I mean, this what you're saying is accurate. I mean, they're actually like in certain colleges they're having. Graduations. Right. For, I right. mean, they like, have segregated we, dorms. This yeah. is like this is not progressive. This this is like to be a progressive in today's day and age is actually to be a regressive. Like they're going backwards in time with this stuff. But, but they love using
0: language. That's why. So I see on Twitter, they're like, "Oh, pro- right." Crit-
1: critical race theory is diversity inc- and inclusion. There's a reason. There's a reason
0: why they say diversity, inclusivity, and equity.
1: You gotta tell me, right? Diversity, inclusivity, and equity. Oh,
0: oh, I see what you did. Die. there. You were, yeah. oh, I didn't do I that. I, well, I just—I didn't even realize it. I didn't even Diversity, realize. inclusivity, and equity—these mm. are the things they—they're they're calling for. They're literally saying die. Mm. I don't know why they do that.
1: <laughs> well, they could I mean, not they, do they that. They do use they like they do control the the left does an extraordinary job at controlling the language, right? And uh that's what that's what we're talking about now. Like critical race theory is is inherently bad for the country, as we mentioned. It teaches people to hate their country, but they mask it and shroud it in words that sound
0: nice. They literally create diversity, inclusivity, and equity positions. Could you imagine someone hiring a special position in a company and they say, This is our, our, our die manager? Die. And it's like it's a little, it's a little weird. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
1: hopefully they don't use the acronym or come up with something different or, or reshuffle the
2: words. But it's almost
0: like they're laughing in our faces. You've got I- why? Why? Why do these? Why are companies hiring diversity officers? What it's, does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. Double
2: speak. It's nineteen eighty four. Right. It's all? it's
0: basically in 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 communist China. Companies have to have the commun- communist party member in the United States. They're just getting these companies to create a, a an, an, an ideological dogmatic job. That makes no sense other than to indoctrinate the employees.
1: What, what I'll say is that, you know, specifically in the context of the military, because I've been speaking out about this, but like, diversity is, is a, it's a good thing. Like in my platoon, we were very diverse. And because we were very diverse, we had a multitude of ideas that were brought to the table all the time. But you have to take diversity is, is, it's, I don't want to say it's, it's meaningless. But it's, you have to have
2: unity beyond the diversity in order for it all to work. Yeah, I right? think diversity is a result of empowering individuals with opportunity. The diversity then comes from that. Yes. You can't force, I mean, if you force superficial diversity, you're going to end up with homogeneity. Mm-hmm. Homogeneity. That's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we're seeing. That's why they call it critical race theory. It's got a term that well, encompasses critical, all Well,
0: it's critical theory. So one of the other mistakes people make yeah. is they say critical race theory, and they cut out the rest of it. It's like, no, it's critical theory in general. Yeah, there's, there's
3: critical gender theory. There's critical literature, and I, uh, critical literature theory. And I would say that true diversity is actually a huge strength because it brings people together. You're mm-hmm. capitalizing on the things that make them different yeah. that bring those good, strong components to your team. Of course. Like for example, in your uh, platoon that you mm-hmm. were leading, you need all these people with different strengths of course actual diversity is pivotal it's great exactly yeah but so. you're
1: unified right right you're unified. Yes, we're all different, but that that's part of what makes America great. Yes, we're all different, but we bring aspects of our culture that we love and we're proud of, and we integrate into American society, and then we share those blessings with other people, exactly. right? Like, that's what makes this country great. That's why people risk their lives to come here from Cuba and shark-infested waters. They don't come here because they believe America is is fundamentally evil. They come here because they believe America is free and their kids can have a better life than them. But the new, the, the, the Radical left does not believe that they're taking this country back in the wrong direction and we have to stop them. We have to stop them. This guy just won by 30 points in Philadelphia, in in a primary,
0: in a primary. Yeah. But where are the Democrats to be like, yo, this is bad. No, they're going in that direction. Uh, I think,
1: I think that most of the leadership, I I can't speak for people, right? But I would assume that most of the leadership in the Democrat party knows that, uh, This ain't good It's not good for them Uh, They can't uh, do anything about it I hope not
2: You were talking about uh, How the the left controls language Mm -hmm. And I was just looking up Who owns Merriam-Webster It's owned Which is the dictionary It's owned by Encyclopedia Britannica Incorporated Which is owned by Jacques Safra I don't know who he is But he's a millionaire Brazilian investor from Geneva Huh Descendant of Syrian Lebanese Swiss Jewish Safra banking family This guy's Basically overseeing The definitions of the words
0: Dictionary.com is woke Yeah they just, yeah, they're super woke. So they're like... Their definitions... They have recursive definitions. Which which definition was it
3: uh, I th- that became I recursive? Remember.
0: Was it gender or something?
3: Yeah, something like that.
0: So they, they, they ended up... Um, I can't remember what, the, what word was, but dictionary.com created a definition of a word that included its own word in its definition, which becomes recursive. So it just basically... You, you can't define a word by itself, but they did anyway because it's wokeness. It's, just, it's meaningless.
2: Like we're, we're off... We're offloading the the responsibility of creating the definition of words to corporations and and individuals that have political leanings that own the corporations. That's insane. How do we create, like, a decentralized definition, a system of definitions? There's Wiktionary.
0: But, like, here's the problem, man. The left is on the assault and the conservatives are sitting back with their feet up.
1: No, that's right. Well, I mean, the, or, or just conservatives in general are on the defensives. And to your, to your point, right, never going on the offensive. one of the one of the number one things. And and this is reflected in polling, right, that that conservative or Republican voters want in a candidate is someone who's willing to fight and not back down. It's one of the top issues. And, you know, that's what people have in me. That's for sure. Uh, but I think it's also, again, you just you can't back down.
0: You know what I? You know what I want? I want a Republican candidate who is going to vow to create universal uh, gun ownership.
1: Like, like you know, o- open
0: carry? No, 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 no! Universal gun ownership meaning? Oh, just like, we man, mandate we're, it, mandate it, man, mandate So you right. want
1: the government to force people to have guns? Yes. I don't know that. I, I don't like the government. See, here's, being here's the issue:
0: the left comes out and says, and this is you know, shout out to Michael Malice. The left comes out and says, we want universal health care. We want the government to ban private health insurance, take it all away from you, and then run it themselves. That's Bernie Sanders' plan. The Republicans say, no, wait, don't. The Democrats say, we want to take all your guns away. The Republicans say, no, wait, don't. Where's the Republican to say, I demand the government buy everyone a gun right now. So how about not mandatory, but (laughs) the government is obligated to give every citizen a gun. At the age of 16, you'll go to the Department of Gun Services. You'll fill out the basic knowledge test for wait the, the department
1: of gun services so
0: now we're growing the, the government yep. now there's a new there's a new branch there's a new branch yes so it's like it'd be like a DMv called the dgs <laughs> you go in and if you want your free government issued gun it'd probably be crappy yeah but you get you get, you get a <laughs> rifle and a handgun and a box and a box of ammo for each you gotta go you, you'll you'll fill out a form you know basic questions gun safety then you'll they'll take you to the range you'll do your standard you know shooting test and then they'll hand you your two weapons and say have a nice day sir the Republicans don't do things like that, and I get it. They're like, we don't want more government to do these things. Well, if the only thing the Republicans are ever going to do is say no, wait, don't, then the Democrats will keep winning because the Democrats are offering things to people. This is what I was saying. You Perhaps have to be able to articulate.
1: You have to be able to articulate. So when Republicans will say, oh, I want low taxes and a strong economy, but you have to be able, as a candidate, to explain to people why that matters in their life, right? You know, like we want our economy to be to be strong. We want there to be jobs. Right. Like it, we want when kids graduate from school, the, there's a reason why there's a census de- population decrease in Pennsylvania. And we're losing a congressional district because people are moving away. Why? Because we don't have the economic diversity uh to sustain the jobs that kids would want to get when they graduate from school. We want that talent here. Right. And it, I got I got I got an idea.
0: For for the Republican Party, is it another gun department? Oh, the federal- <laughs> no, 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 no. no. If, if you don't want to expand government, it's simple. Will, will the Republicans repeal the NFA? What what, is, what do you mean? What do you? The mean? National Firearms Act. So it bans a whole bunch of guns. It, assault rifles have been banned since going back to what, was like the 20s when the NFA was passed. Selective fire rifles can't be owned by civilians. Not that I think anybody you know tactically would want one, but it's very difficult to get. You have to go through the like N- an automatic. Yeah. So automatic suppressors or even short belled rifles or having a a, a, putting a brace, putting a put a stock on a pistol. You can't do these things. The the Republicans often say, no, wait, don't. Well, the Democrats say, gimme, gimme, gimme. And so, okay, if the Republicans don't want to increase the size of government, how about harsh decrease in size of government? How about repealing federal gun laws?
1: Well, I mean, I would I would not start there. I would start with the Department of Education, right? I agree. <laughs> like, I, I think we start there. I yeah. would also then go to the IRS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the tax code is longer than the Bible, and there's not a single good word in it, yep. right? So like we, we, we need to simplify it. Simplify the start tearing the these out. chunks <laughs> out. Them the when I say that we need to shrink the size and scope of the federal government, this is what I mean, right? Like the education should not be something that's handled at the federal level. Education is local, right? Every local community is different and every local community is uniquely equipped to handle the education needs of their communities and their children, right? So I would start at the Department of Education. Then I'd move to the IRS and I would just continue down the line because
0: – Department of Education I agree with. Yes. That, you don't, you don't that, agree that, with the IRS? Oh, no, I do, I do. I'm okay, saying good. starting with the Department of Education. Oh, right. Starting that. Starting yeah, with, yeah. with gun laws is more bombastic. It's more like <laughs> meant to be like, ah, you know, we're gonna do something. Yeah. You want, you want well, something. You're, yeah, you're,
1: you're doing what the left would do. They just no, go no, big, no, 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 bold, no. right in your face.
0: Right, right. No, in that capacity, yes. But when, but I'm not, so they're restrictive. The, the banning of private healthcare, I think, is insane. If you want private healthcare, you can have it. I think a lot of these companies are bad and they suck, but hey, it's your choice, right? So that's why I've been like, yeah, public option. How about that? You want the government to do it, you can pay for that. If you want the private company to do it, you pay for that. Most of these companies, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, most countries do not abolish private health insurance. Bernie Sanders is extremely radical on this. So I'm like, okay, what's, what's the, what's one of the most radical things a Republican could do in terms of limiting government and giving back people their rights is repealing laws. Just start repealing these ridiculous laws. I mean, maybe you should, I I think you, you've got a platform, I think. Oh, if I had a platform it would be nuts and I don't think Well I think you have I think you, <laughs> you think you have a you have a platform. I'd be right? like, okay, first and foremost, uh, weed legal. Immediately. No so more much. schedule of any of that stuff and a full pardon and wait form. of just
1: of just of no more schedule of any drugs or just weed. weed?
0: Weed. Uh we however, in terms of the war on drugs in general, we gotta stop all that. We gotta figure something else that it's not working. So if, if the goal is to get people to not do drugs, we need to do something radically different. Now I would not immediately do like a, a, a dramatic policy and just like get rid of all of the schedules because you don't want to flip the boat over because you've got a problem with the boat and you want to go through it and take notes of things and of course come up with you, a plan you
1: want to be deliberate you want to be so right deliberate. exactly yeah. and,
0: and a lot of what we see from the left is like overhaul the system now and you're like i'd rather not burn it down because <sighs> yeah. we're upset with it we might have to take our time and it might <sighs> be boring and it might I suck know. but let's ch- chill a little uh, bit yeah. but i would i'm very much opposed to the war on drugs uh I think we need uh the Constitution needs to be reaffirmed dramatically, like the rights of the Constitution need to be we we need to, we need to sort through that yeah. know, someone second, someone third, someone fourth, asked fifth, me all a all question
1: like it, someone asked me a question today like if you get a, if if you if you win like what's the criteria you're gonna look at when confirming judges right if you're voting to confirm a justice on the supreme court and and to me it's uh well for one, let's make sure that whoever that person is adheres to the Constitution and believes it as it's written. That matters. And in many ways, like especially what you saw in the wake of the twenty twenty election, even with unilateral changes to election law, unconstitutional changes to election law, like the question is, does the Constitution matter anymore or not? If you know, it does to me and you know, and you look at at, the, at this off cycle election. It wasn't just a DA's race; it was judges, right? You know, Re- Republicans. Republicans got strong judge candidates in every level now because I think we realize the importance of how of 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 of, of electing good judges. Right? We elect judges in Pennsylvania, which which. Uh, I got
0: it, I, I got an idea. You know, what, you know what I, I would consider doing: running for office as a Republican with some very serious proposals to force the Republican candidate to move. So I'd be like- To move to the right, to move yes. to the right? Not necessarily to the right. I, I just move in general in, in different areas. So I don't, I don't know if, uh, um, legal, total decriminalization of marijuana is a conservative position. But I think it would force the Republican candidate to adopt a more modern position, whatever it may be, or at least clarify and stick a stance on it. Uh, gun rights, I think Republicans would overwhelmingly just outright favor. If I said, I want to repeal, uh, the overwhelming majority of federal gun laws, and I want to establish, like, strict rights for what it means to keep and bear arms, codified, you can, you know, like, legal legal concealed carry across the board. I guess you run into a problem with states' rights and that, but get rid of the federal laws at least. And then what happens is I just say, like, a whole bunch of things where I'm like, here's I, I what think, to I
1: think there's a case to be made for a, a federal carry law. But I, I, the states like, uh, have
0: a right uh, to... to Of
1: course, to control their own gun laws. But you also, you know, if you if yeah. uh, And then if they
0: violate the rights, I do. I I do
1: support a a constitutional carry provision. I do think there's some wisdom in being able to carry across state lines and not be thrown in jail for it. I think
0: federally you can. Uh, They protect you. But the states don't care. That's the problem. So that's actually the limit on the federal government. It's not not all bad. I just think it's it's problematic that you know the ATF can like shoot a lady and kill her kid and burn down a house with a bunch of kids in it. You know what I mean? And then they celebrate this every year on Twitter. Yeah, those people are kind of nuts. So uh, maybe the left. Where where are they at? They want to abolish the police. Can we start with like I don't know the ATF or something? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, local cops, you know, okay, we'll, we'll deal with that, but uh, they want to abolish the DHS? I'm like, okay, what well, if, let's, let's get the conversation going. What
2: if when you cross state borders, you got a text that showed you, that sent you a link to all the laws that are different between this state and mm-hmm. the state that you just came from? Because kind of uh, people don't know the difference in the laws. That's a big problem. We, man, we are, sol-
1: we are solving the problems of the world, That's right? right. I mean, if only people listen to us, you know? If, <laughs> well, only how people, about, if only people were watching this. I, I know, How right? about <laughs> we see
0: what the people have to say oh. in the Super Chats. If you have not done so already, please help us out with a like by tapping that like button very ever, ever, ever so gently. Easy. Super and uh, is, it is greatly appreciated. And share the show if you like it. But uh, also go to TimCast.com and become a member. We'll have a bonus segment coming up later tonight. Let's read some Super Chats. I'm sorry, good sir, with the first super chat, I can't read your name because YouTube has blocked it. But they said, hey, Tim and gang, thoughts on YouTubers running for office. Many say they feel they are making more of a difference with what they do, but they have the support to get elected in a way others don't. Oh, maybe. I wonder what the what the what the laws are with like, let's say I decided to run for office and actually won. Like, I I, would I be able to do this? I don't think so. I.
1: Yeah, no, I think you would. I mean, Ted Cruz,
0: Senator Cruz has a podcast. Yeah, yeah, Michael Knowles, and I wonder, but I wonder how much time you, is is consumed. I mean, this is more effective than I fundraising. Mean,
1: senator Cruz is a United States senator, and he still manages to do a podcast. So I don't know. That you, yeah, I, but I, I'm doing. I think you could still. Do, I know you work. I know you're like you're, three hours a day. I know you were recording
0: you, with like five to eight hours of research. Yeah, so I mean, maybe that'd be great. I'd be like, I I, I would I would probably not be allowed access to any kind of private information because I just. I'm s- <laughs> I'm not going to lie to people. Yeah. You know, yeah. I it's, it's 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 interesting. Um you ever see you ever see or read Watchmen? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Rorschach at the end that you know, uh Veith has basically tricked the people into ending the Cold War and Rorschach's opinion is no, the people have a right to yeah. know what happened. And I agree.
1: And then, uh, but there,
0: there, there there's—I wouldn't say I'm as morally absolutist as, as he is in that position. He would rather let the world destroy itself. And, uh, what's so the blue as, dude's name? Uh, Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan just blows <laughs> him up. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's great writing. So Rorschach, the character, says that the people deserve to know the truth because it was a false flag attack that unified, you know, oh, yeah. the United States. I think the people have a right to know. I don't think you know. You you get like the New York Times saying, "Don't tell people about the gas shortage because they'll panic." Uh, my attitude is that people have a right to know what's happening well that in the was country.
1: sort of like doctor Dr. Fau- doctor Fauci early on in the pandemic saying don't wear masks right you don't need exactly. masks he because was doing he, was that, them. he was hoarding he was hoarding it's yeah.
2: kind of like military command you can probably speak to this like you don't want to panic the troops so you they're on a need to know basis and as the commander in chief of the military you're kind of in a similar position you don't want to alarm the populace if you don't need to yeah, um, I am much I say,
0: more libertarian. I think people have a right to know.
1: I I would say there. I I, I mean I'm I am I'm libertarian as uh, in in some ways as well, but not in this one. I I think that there are national security issues that aren't for public consumption.
0: They're just they're just are. All right, let's read some more. We got lethal blades says, "Hey Tim, you should have on guns and gadgets if you want to talk gun laws and what is coming down the pipe. And if you want to talk commie guns and having fun with guns, you should have on Brandon Herrera, aka the AK guy." He owns and operates an AK factory in the U.S. Oh, cool. Hmm. There you go. Eric, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Trash Panda says, Tim, 2018. You know, I think we can have some sensible gun control. Tim, 2021. Free AK-47s for everyone. (laughs) Yes. I think that's accurate. Yep. (laughs) I love it. Well, also kudos for the name, Trash Panda. Trash Panda. Eric A says, glad to see Sean Parnell back. Please invite Madison Cawthorn on as well. You know what the problem is with inviting politicians? They always say the same thing. They say, "I'd love to come on the show." Email this person, and we'll get it sorted. Uh-huh. And then we email the person, and they just never respond. Wait to a
1: me. second. Are you classifying me as a politician
0: because no, no, I'm no, going to no. throw it in here. my mouth? Yep. You're sitting here. <laughs> yeah, you're I'm here. I'm saying when we when we hit up politicians, they're always like, "Yes, we want to come on the show," and then they just they they not email this like person, people. nothing happens. Yeah, you're actually here. You've been here a lot. Here.
1: A lot. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, I, I'm not afraid of the conversations. You know, here's what I here's what I understand. The left is if there's if the left weaponizes anything they can get against you, right? And if they have nothing, they make things up. So yep. you might as well just get out there.
0: Yeah. All right. Evil zombie hamster says, check out 3D printed arms for chickens. What? Chicken City could have chickens with Hulk <laughs> arms running around. Oh, Chicken oh.
1: City! This is your thing now, right? Nice.
0: I see you post on Instagram about Chicken City. Tell me, t- we're we're gonna put we we got the chicken coop outside. I saw that. It's got little houses in it. No get- and we're gonna put cameras in it, and then people, we're gonna, we're gonna create a 24/7 live stream of the Chicken kids. City.
1: Chicken City reminds me of Tube City, like in the office where Michael Scott makes a Tube City for gerbils. Remember that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that
3: sounds
0: awesome. And so, what we're gonna, what I, what I want to do, and I don't know how we'll do it, I want to create a system where every fifty dollars that comes in in super chats, it causes a cricket dispenser to drop some crickets. Oh yeah. And then the chickens run See, over. See, this,
1: this over. is why business is booming here at TimCast. <laughs> it's these innov- the, the innovative things. You basically, what you're doing is creating a reality TV show for Chicken City. Yes. That's right. And, and they all have That's names. And it could be a video. It could be a video. that, actually. They all have names. I thought I was the only mm-hmm. one. Here I was but
0: thinking I was creating. You're pushing it. You know, okay. The, they all the have names. The they do, yes. They all have names. They do. And we'll create shirts. And then people will join Team. the teams. Teams. Yeah. Team so there's Vanessa. like Vanessa, there's Alberta, there's Sarah. Oh, you're, you name them? Yeah, I named them all. They all have names. And so we're gonna babies. we're gonna we're gonna explain the names and like and then there's gonna be drama and it's gonna be you know you'll see them fighting and yeah. who's to... <laughs> yeah, Vanessa has a character quite a do, character she does yeah we're gonna we're gonna do like a bachelor thing because we're gonna get a rooster and then it's gonna be like which one will <laughs> the they rooster the choose yeah, she she will will all the of them because <laughs> <of> he's a rooster <laughs> uh, yeah
3: oh will be good that will be
0: great we'll give him 3D printed arms That'll you be know what, you know what I wanted to do I was wondering if like if if if, if is it possible is it is it the muscle strength of the chicken causing it not to be able to fly, and if there was a way we could do some kind of like carbon fiber mesh to expand their wings and give them flight. like falcon, yeah, like you give, give a
1: chicken a little falcon suit like in the Avengers,
0: yeah, yeah, I think it's their weight. Would ratio, it also though? come
1: equipped with little drones?
0: That would be fun. Maybe we need and goggles. I right? know what we could do the goggles. Hold on. <laughs> what if we we created a three D printed harness and we attached enough balloons to it. To yep. reduce the weight of a chicken so that it yes. can fly properly. Oh, just so heavy that it's, enough. So it's flying,
1: you know? Po- Pokemon did that with Pikachu. In the I know this because my, my son. I think the
0: balloon thing to. would work. You don't put enough on it to where it can just drift off and, you know, it's gone. You just put enough on to where it's weighted down, but it can jump, like, way higher. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think the chicken would do? Freak out. No, I think it would just float around yeah. and like go yeah. home. <laughs> Maybe we start with only like. If one I d- drive
1: up to this place for a podcast and I see chickens floating around your house with balloons, I'm out of here. Going into space, Is I'm out of here, man.
0: But I want. We we don't want to stress the chickens. Like, the I love your price.
1: show, but that <laughs> would be that would be like some I, Silent Hill some stuff. I, you know I, what I mean. I like, did
0: want to make 3D printed armor for them though, so that it can't be killed by predators. Yes. I thought, like Like a spike plate back armor. Yeah. I thought about you know?
2: like electrical stimulation to stimulate the muscles so they no, can carry the weight. But then I was thinking, that. like you can't yeah, be hard on the chicken. Yeah. you got yeah, to be good to the chickens.
0: Yeah. But, like, you guys uh,
1: have put a lot of thought into how to supercharge these chickens. You're, what you're basically doing is giving super so you're trying to give super soldier serum or something like that yeah. to a chicken like an Iron, like Man Man like an Iron Man suit.
0: Yeah, like an Iron Man suit for the chickens. Yes. Yeah. I'm open to all. I was actually trying to figure out how to create a flight suit for Bucko. He's a cat he needs one so the idea would be that when he jumps right they put their feet out and that would release carbon fiber and mesh wings and the the tail fin so that he would glide and then he wouldn't be able to fly but he'd be able to jump and glide and then land you know that's like Uh. the
2: apex predator yeah. Could you imagine, like no you're
0: like a you're like a shrew or something, That'd and you see funny. a cat, and you're like, "I'll be all right, I'll get up here," and then the cat just glides across <laughs> and like lands. And you're like, "What's <laughs> happening?" We're just terrorizing all the small woodland creatures,
3: even more than he already does.
0: Yeah, how would he retract his carbon fiber wings when his he arms lands. go down? Yeah. they fold back in because so, it would be like on a string that pulls the gears. You ever see those Boston
1: Dynamic videos? Yeah, of yeah. like robot dogs, and yeah. they're really super creepy and, and definitely scary. What you're doing is is like creating animal cyborgs. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
0: that's terrifying. Yeah, that sounds great. I think they'd be into it. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be excited if you had a suit where when you jumped, like Batman cape, like glided you down? If off I had of... a, ba- I mean, uh, yeah, if I had a
1: Batman suit, it would be amazing.
0: So how do you think the cats like a feel? real, like a real Batman suit with
1: a real right. utility belt, mm-hmm. like so not you... something you buy at a Halloween store? Like right. it actually, exactly. has, it has to actually work. Like Grab you know,
0: Batman, hand. he jumps off the building and then he like his his cape goes rigid and he glides. Yeah, yeah. Like how do you memory think... cloth? You're right, exactly. How do you think the cat's going to feel when he can, like, the bird is, like, looking at him and then jumps over? I don't know how the cat's going to feel because the cat He's can't speak English. He's going to be He's so excited. Be d- I guarantee you, you that
1: cat is going to look terrified. There's going to be, gonna be a pigeon
0: or something, and it's going to be up on, like, the deck, and Bucko's going to walk up to it, and it's going to jump over to the other deck, and then it's going to be like, I'm all right, and it's just going to fly across, mm. and it's going to be like, what <laughs> is happening? The cat's flying.
2: It's like the German Blitzkrieg. No one saw it coming. <laughs>
3: no one saw it coming. <laughs> Spanish Inquisition.
2: Those tanks were fast. God,
1: you guys, you guys, <laughs> you know, you went from a standard podcast just four e- I mean, four episodes ago to now creating cyborg chickens yes. and cats. You nice. have no idea what's coming.
0: I don't. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't. Chicken City is going to start up as, as, as you know, pretty normal. <laughs> Chicken people, City. people are going to watch a live stream of chickens. And then what we're going to do is I'm trying to hire a composer to make you like beats. Oh yeah, yeah. And then eventually we'll create a channel. We'll, we'll create a stream that's lo-fi hip hop beats to watch Chicken City to. Do you, so then when people are like studying or whatever, there's like. Do you know what? Do you and,
1: know what Chicken City reminds me of? It reminds me. Remember, remember when when the left bought for that fake the left left media bought the fake story that President Trump did nothing but watch gorilla TV for gorilla like four hours. Gorilla Channel. Hour. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, <laughs> and, like I heard that and I thought like. Well, that would kind of be a good channel. Like, I think channel. I would kind of watch channel. that. Just gorillas fighting. Yeah, oh, we got, like, we, we like, got to, it's like they totally wrote a story as if it were real. Do you I remember that? No. All right, we awesome. got we got to read a couple more. We got a little derailed there. All right, sorry.
0: <laughs> Let's see. Um, Jordan says, "Happy one million TimCast IRL subscribers, Tim!" And yep. we did just get the gold uh, award. It just came in the mail today. We got to put it up. Oh yeah. Matthew Sage says, "I'd happily back and donate to Sean Parnell. Any website, etc., to help raise money." I'm a state over, but we need level-headed and sane politicians all over.
1: Uh, that means, I mean, if every one of your subscribers gave a buck, that's a, I mean, that's a big deal. That's I mean, a he, not, Well, every I,
0: every subscriber. I mean, well, not, not every subscriber watches every video. So. That's right. That's cool right. Yeah,
1: did. yeah. All of everyone never does anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but sorry. it's still it's still a profound impact, man. It's still a big. What's impact. your website? Uh, Parnell dot com.
0: Right on. Perfect. All right. Matthew Hammond says, Sean, do you think we could have another contract with America that would allow populist candidates to focus on certain topics and elections and goals when elected? I would recommend getting with Jack Murphy and Billy Prempe to develop it.
1: I think that's really smart. I think I think it's really smart. To, and, and this remember that Jim Banks letter that I told you about mm-hmm. That's sort of like in this vein. But it just. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think that's a really
0: good idea.
3: That's a good uh, good recommendation.
0: All right. Juan Martinez says, Hi, Tim. Following your lead in making culture, please check my first children's book, Tickled by the Travel Bug, on Kickstarter. How cute. Hey, there you go. All right. Let's see. Where are we at? Golan, uh, Golan Daz Thopp says, Absolutely loved your podcast with Jocko. Can't wait to oh. read Outlaw Platoon.
1: Oh, thanks. So that, that you want, can I tell a quick story about that? So yes, my must. podcast with Jocko, like I've been listening. I, Jocko is an awesome guy. I love him. Uh, so like I, he invited me on a show. I was super excited about it. I, I get out there in San Diego and like, I'm like, oh God, I'm a little nervous. I don't know what this is going to be like. And, and he walks into his podcast. I like walk into Victory MMA and it, it's an awesome place. All these little octagons and everybody, there's like, 200 people there rolling around on the mat. And I'm like, where's Jocko? And Jocko walks in and it's like, he's in, like, it's like an episode of cheers. Like everyone's like, Hey Jocko. He's like pointing at people. And we, and we go into this little room, right? closet, right? Yeah. Yes. And, and we did a five and a half hour marathon podcast where he had outlaw platoon. He had outlaw platoon just like went through the chapters. And all we did was have a five and a half hour conversation about, Combat leadership and servant leadership the whole time and I I, I didn't I thought I was going to be there for my for my fiction books like I didn't hit it but it was all about outlaw platoon five and a half hours long and it, it was just I it's it was it was it was awesome it was wow. awesome
3: that's so cool he's the best
1: he is he's awesome.
0: JT Goldfish says loved your book, Sean. Gave me flashbacks from Afghanistan, but I will never vote for you unless you try to oust Romney in Utah. <laughs> you want, so
1: wait, you want me to be a you want me to be a carpetbagger and move to Utah?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Mister sure Behavior point. says love how Sean said to Tim, "Quote if you've ever seen Star Trek, as if Tim doesn't reference Star Trek like every episode." LMAO.
1: I was saying just that for for the audience, for the audience you Yeah. know. And, and, Here we and can we can we stop pretending that Star Trek is just a monolith? There's many there's many stars. There's there's Star Trek with Captain Kirk. There's Star Trek Next
0: Generation. There's Deep Space Nine. So, right. The movies, and that's it. And then and then the uh, movies after Deep Space Nine, it's over. There's no right. other Star Treks. <laughs> Everything else, I guess Enterprise is OK, right. stars but uh, were trekked. Stars right. were trekked. That's Dorsey right. Wood says Republicans have been little more than speed bumps while progressives are four wheel drive. Every day more ground is lost with fortified elections. I'm not convinced the battle can be won anymore, fortifying the home front in case. It's like,
2: there's this drastic need to change the world. That is true. So yeah. these people that want to do all these change, all these things are getting like a pass from the media. And the people that are like, yo, the system's not as busted as it seems are getting kind of steamrolled, it seems. But just change for the sake of change is not the right way to go. You got to know what you're doing and have a plan, that's sustainable you Correct.
0: sure we shouldn't just burn it down because we're upset with something? I think we shouldn't.
1: Yeah,
2: I think I think, I think her concerns.
1: Think. I mean, her concerns about the election are something that I encounter every day. Fifty percent of the people in the state of Pennsylvania have very little faith in it. But what I can tell you is, we know what they did in twenty twenty, right? And we have a plan. We t- learned a lot of lessons, right? And and uh, we're taking those lessons learned. We're moving forward, integrating them into twenty twenty two, and
0: we're gonna we're gonna we've got a plan. We right got a on. plan. Brandon Tom says, Tim, your 1 p.m. piece was spot on. It doesn't matter how much or how, how little you know about the Middle East conflict. It's conflict. It's wrong to go around beating people based on immutable characteristics. That's what matters. So there's a video where there's, there's, there's a couple of videos A van or cars full of people with Palestinian flags. Yell out like who's who, who's Jewish. And when some guys say they are, they start start beating the crap out of I them. them. I saw wow. them. There's a video it's of horrible. people in vehicles waving Palestinian flags, chasing an Orthodox Jew through the streets. Horrible. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane, and and I don't see the left coming out and being like, "We must stop this." No, they're just like Hamas is defending itself. I'm like, they're firing the rockets. They're the ones fire, and and they use schools,
1: they use hospitals, and they use buildings that are co located with the media because they know that American media will freak out if, God forbid, you know, one of those targets gets hit and either way they win they get a propaganda victory right be, if got if if one of those buildings becomes collateral damage uh, or they're shielded because they know that they won't be attacked there yep right and so i mean i would just say to to the viewers like i mean imagine like imagine your city getting hit with Thousands of rockets. I mean, I I lived like that for 485 days. My base in Afghanistan had got hit with four, over 4,000 indirect fire attacks. There's nothing worse. There's no more hellish way to live than wondering if a rocket is going to land on your head at any moment, whether you're asleep, while you're going to the bathroom, while you're eating. It's a horrible way to live, and we're trained to deal with it. There are young kids living living in Israel right now, so, like like of 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 all walks of life that have to live like. Can you imagine how that lifestyle affects those little ones?
0: It's unacceptable. Kev says, Sean Parnell, I need that shirt. Who makes it, and where can I get one? Don't say, don't remember it as a label. It,
1: it's it's uh go go to a, go to a website. <laughs> it's called Vero Cloth. It's, yeah, v e r o. Yeah. Now I'm promoting another web Vero's. that's okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh like I love these shirts. Uh, I think they're in.
0: I'm trying I'm I'm, I'm bringing them. I'm, I'm making them in. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> First last says, cop was trained by Rock Lee to open the eight gates. And if you know what that means, then you are a friend of this show. And now you're all confused. Yeah, I'm very that. confused. I so thought well. I was a fr- and here. I thought I was a friend <laughs> of the I know. show. I thought the I was, was a oh, oh, Rock Lee. no, no, Rock Lee is from Naruto. Oh, yeah. oh is it this?
1: Is that wait, this is this anime show Naruto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My kid watches this, yeah. and my he oldest son it. watches this, and he loves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it like so a thing? Is it like good? Is it so like good?
0: It for, while while it was running, is it was,
1: appropriate for kids that are twelve? Yeah, okay, yeah, it's okay. Because I'm like yeah. Ethan. It's you about should be watching this podcast <laughs> anyway. It's, it's, it's about
0: <laughs> Magic Ninjas. Okay, well now it's that actually, sounds interesting. It's actually uh, cool writing in terms of politics. Like it. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I,
1: Magic I Ninjas. Andrew, my campaign manager, yeah. mark that down. Thumbs yeah. up. We're gonna watch <laughs> it later. <laughs> so the, <laughs> the character Rock
0: Lee can open his chakra gates to flood his body with more energy, but at the cost of like causing damage to his body. Yeah, that
3: makes. So the
0: joke is that the cop opened the gate so ah so we could lift the car off the <laughs> oh. woman and yeah I Makes see sense. I get it. <laughs> okay. Joseph Soilo says Charles Hoskinson just mentioned you in his AMA would be an awesome guest to discuss crypto on your show. Absolutely. Um uh, you reached out to him I think I right?
3: did. If someone would let him know to hit me up, I will happily coordinate <laughs> that. I would love to do so that. So he's
0: he's the he's the guy who founded Cardano. Yes. And it's so I have four uh, Cryptos. I have Bitcoin, Ethereum, Doge, and Cardano. Woo. And I got to be honest, like I can give you a reason why, but when you go on Gemini, it's like those are the four that are like there. I just like buy, buy, buy. <laughs> it's probably not a complicated thing. <laughs> I'm just like I don't know. I'm gonna buy whatever's there. No, but uh, he was the co-founder of Ethereum, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Bitcoin and Ethereum are the only ones I'm like really confident in. But then I look at Cardano. I'm like, this guy cl- clearly knows what he's doing, and he's got a, a different approach to it. So to I think once that launches up, it'll be it'll be pretty big. We'll see. Whatever. I don't think Dogecoin is going anywhere, to be honest. But I'm going to keep my Dogecoin because it's funny.
3: That's right.
0: Yeah. All right, let's see. Yeti Dude says, Where are the politicians that respect the Constitution and the law of the land and restore the freedom of the people of these United States? You got one sitting right here. And again, again like,
1: you can't... People like me can't win if the people don't help, right? And I mean, like, you've got... like. You gotta contribute to people's campaigns, otherwise, otherwise, you get bludgeoned to death by big party politics. Yes. You know?
2: I want to just give a shout out to iohk.io, which is Cardano's website or one oh, of them. Okay. iohk. It? It's just so cool. You go there and you swipe around on it. Wow, oh, cool! This is so oh, like neat. if this has anything to do with how no one can see what you're doing. I, I know, up I up know. But go there it's really cool, when the podcast is over and check it out and mouse around and swipe well, around on it. What does it do? Why? It's just this really amazing graphical uh layout, and if this. It's like dropping the, paint and water. Yeah, so the creativity funny. of the designers and the developers. I wonder if this, you know, it just makes me have faith in the developers as a whole. All right, of the <laughs> That's it's pretty. I've yeah. loved this for years. This. That's thing. why Obama got
0: elected. He was a celebrity. Yeah, yeah That's it's right. flashy, colorful, beautiful. All right. Let's see. We just had it. YouTube just jumped on us. Remote CFO says, "In my honest opinion, YouTubers that claim they can make more of a difference on YouTube rather than office is just a cop out." Tim, I love you, my Korean brother, but your country needs you. Sean PA is behind you. Awesome. Awesome. I don't know. What I would. Would I? I don't know what I would do in office. Sit around and complain. Someone's attacking me on Twitter for
1: not. I, I didn't. I, I. I. I didn't know what the content of the NFA. Like I know what the national. I, I know what this
0: stuff is, but I didn't know what the hell you're at. <laughs> oh, I mean, right? Yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> people are dumb.
0: People give me no grace.
3: Twitter's dumb. Let's put it that way.
0: Daniel Brunt, Bundrick says, "Anytime someone suggests a new law, they're saying there should be a new sword, and good though the sword may be." They don't get to decide who will wield it. We should choose mm-hmm. our laws wisely and assume they will be wielded by the worst among us. I mean, if you were to like, take all the laws in the U.S. and put them in a book, the book would probably be like, what, yeah. 20 stories tall? Yes. That's insane.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It is People don't even know what's illegal, and they're like, ignorance is no excuse. Uh, actually, it is. It totally is. That's, that's the most? It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Ignorance is no excuse for breaking the law. Bro, I'm a law-abiding citizen. If I knew I couldn't bake an apple pie on Sundays and put it on my window, so I wouldn't have done it. <sighs> But that's insane. You know, in some places that's true. Like there's like some places where you can't bathe on Tuesdays
3: yeah.
0: and people don't know that those laws are still in the books and they expect that the judges will just do the right thing. Well, what if they don't? What if they don't do the right yeah. thing? You get those laws out of there. What are you, you doing? You can't
2: turn right on red in New York. I didn't know. I lived there. Lived
0: in L.A., I lived in Chicago where you can't turn right on red. Can't turn right on red in New York.
2: <laughs> and then you
0: get pulled over and they'll give you a ticket and say, ignorance is no excuse. Yeah. It's like it okay, the, there were no signs. It there's the there's a there's office. a lot of things where you don't realize it's like illegal. Like for instance, where people don't realize about drones, you can buy at Best Buy. You can go to Best Buy and buy. Like, I'll take a drone, please. Like, okay, and then you can fly it and then not even realize it's breaking the laws. Like I went to a toy store Over and I bought 400 this. You know feet. I mean? yeah. Well, they don't they, they they restrict that kind of stuff. But there are certain things you might not even realize. Like like can, can you believe this? You can't climb into the tiger pen at a zoo. Like who, who's <laughs> supposed to? <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't do that one. Don't do that no but there there are some things where it's like you uh so for instance my experience in my um for me i was driving back from colorado springs for carson and they had suspended my license without telling me because there was no way they could have and no way for me to know and i got in trouble for it and i'm like what what is this I, i had no idea it even happened and i'm coming home before i even got my mail and they're like so what couldn't they have been like okay dude don't drive again here's your official warning Forget about it, but you can't drive because your license is suspended. I'd have been like, "You got it, boss." Instead, they're were like, "We're arresting you, and we'll see you in court." <laughs> and I went to court. They were like, "So you, you confess?" And I was like, "Bro, just give me the notification." The first thing that should happen is the driver. You, you should get pulled over by a cop. And you should be like, "I'm giving you formal notice. Your license has been suspended." You have to exit your vehicle right now. If you're caught driving again, it's on your record. You will be arrested. I'd be like, you got it. Mm-hmm. Something... But ignorance is no excuse.
2: Like if someone, if a cop was down the street and tickets a bunch of cars, and then some like random person comes up and then takes all the tickets off all the cars. Yep, too bad. That's illegal, but you won't know
0: that you got a ticket. How, what, that's so busted. You'll get a, you'll get a ticket in the mail saying you failed to appear or contest mm-hmm. so you have a final That's terminal. so crazy. Yeah, the system's got a bunch of problems, man. I don't know. I don't know what you do with it. We got it. We got to just keep working, I suppose. All right. We'll do a couple more here. We got Sam Devlin. He says, I was accepted to Stockton U and NJ. They're requiring VACs by 8-1 students only. Hmm. Or I can't start my fall classes, even if all are online. I refuse to bend the knee. My mom is going to be pissed. Need to find a new program. Well, um, why go to college?
3: That's a good question. Yeah.
0: Like, what What? what are you going to college for? What, why go to college? I-
3: I would say if going to college is something you have your heart set on, if it's something like STEM, just so you know, uh, vaccinations have always been required by all different kinds of schools for polio, yeah. MMR, and all that stuff. Yeah, so it's not really new, and I'm not surprised by this as such. I don't know. It's just my two cents.
1: It's a great
0: point. Yeah, I think college is dumb and a waste of time. Other so well, conservatory I I,
2: kind of thing. That was cool.
1: <laughs> I certainly don't think it's, I, you know, I, I, we, I was raised, you know, in my, in our generation, it's like, oh, you got to go to school, you got to go to school. And, and I did. I went to, got my undergrad, got my master's, don't do anything with it. Um, but, um, I think in today's day and age, you know, it's hard, you know, it's hard to find a plumber. It's hard to find a carpenter. It's hard to find people that have actual trades. And, and those people, when they get jobs, like they're making 80, 90, 100 bucks an hour, you know, um, and there are, are so many jobs a- available. And so I think learning a trade moving forward, a manufacturing trade is something that's just, it's really important right now. Was
2: your experience as an undergrad, and, and you said you got your master's too? Yeah. Uh, did that help you get into officer school?
1: No. Um, I, I went through the after 9-11. I was, I was an elementary education major at Clarion University, um, wanting to teach second grade. 9-11 happened. A few, a few, geez, a few days later, I was down at the recruiter, joined the infantry. Or it said I wanted to join the infantry, go to airborne school, ranger school, transferred to Duquesne. <laughs> it's not COVID. It's not COVID. <laughs> believe it. Um, transfer to Duquesne and, and join the ROTC program.
0: Drink that water. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Everybody's got yes. some token. We get tons of super chats where they're like, say this token, say this token, oh, say yeah. this token. So many tokens. No, no, no. <laughs>
3: nah. No financial what's advice a, here. What's that? What's a token?
0: It's so uh, tokens are, they, they exist on other chains. So like <laughs> ERC 20 tokens uh. are really easy to make. You can just like snap gotcha. your fingers and make a bunch of tokens. It's, it's kind of oh. like
2: we should never read super chat token shoutouts. Right, I avoid them for the most yeah. part because
0: everyone's always just. Does trying everyone to
2: have a token now?
0: It's so easy to make tokens. You snap your fingers and you can do it. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Like literally, just. So.
1: Why? Why would? Why would someone? Why does people want to do? A token I could make
0: beanie coin right now. Pump and dump. Beanie coin. (laughs) It would operate on the Ethereum network. I can just snap my fingers and make it. It would probably take, what, like 10 minutes, you think? I don't know. I've never done it before. 10 minutes? And then I could make, like, okay, Beanie coin has a million coins. I keep 100,000 for myself. And then I just disperse the coins, you know, by by some metric or whatever. And then, or people can start proof of staking to generate coins or something. And then once the coin is worth a penny, I have, you know, $1,000 or whatever. Hmm. So people will. Make a token with 450 million total capacity or something, and then it's or, money. Or they'll buy Literally. like
2: a million tokens and then super chat for 50 bucks, like, hey, this token, hope that it goes up 50%, and they make. Which is basically half a just like dollars. scamming. Holy people. smokes. Yeah, right. it's, it's very pump and dump. It's very disturbing. Wow. Yeah. Powerful yeah. tech, but disturbing.
0: Well, there's no regulation, which is partly the good thing. I mean, buyer yeah, beware, right? Caveat yes. mTor. Is that what it is? I don't know is that, that sounds Roman caveat emptor it's Latin for yeah. sure yeah for let sure. the buyer beware mm, yeah all right gg player says tried to go to his website says the ip could not be reached on chrome is your website blocked on chrome
2: no interesting definitely use no. brave and duck duck go is your
1: browser and search <clears throat> engine <clears throat> i mean it's coming it's no what it try it is it working on chrome andrew's a chrome guy
0: all right, let me read Get this one. Buttons. Gavin McDougall says hedge funds are liquidating assets, including crypto, in anticipation of having to pay out on AMC, not because Elon talks crap. Yeah, the the, the big squeeze, everyone's excited, is, is claiming there's going to be a big hedge fund squeeze, and Bill Gates <clears throat> is panicking, and there's a bunch of conspiracy theories. I don't know what's going to happen. Do
2: we want to see it.
0: We'll see, man. Yeah. But my friends, for those that are listening, smash the like button if you haven't done so already, because it really does help. And sharing this channel and these videos, they always help. You can follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Timcast IRL where we are posting clips from the show, and with your help sharing them, we can leverage the Facebook network to drive people to you know our website. And the same thing is true for face uh, for Timcast IRL on Instagram, which is that same name. This show is live Monday through Friday at eight PM. So don't forget, go to Timcast.com, become a member. A bonus segment is coming up shortly. Is there anything you want to shout out, Sean? Shout out
1: to me. Oh please shout out. <laughs> please go to my website, ParnellForSenate.com. If you have the means, contribute. Join the movement. We need your help. Uh, or follow me on Twitter at Sean Parnell USA. This
2: is really great, man. Love having you here. It was really entertaining. I love being here, you, man. man. I, was I like, love being of just here. just joy. Uh, you can follow me at iancrossland.net and at iancrossland on social media. Thank you.
3: Sean gives me a lot of hope for kind of the GOP in general. So it's really nice to hear these more sane, reasonable approaches. And I'm really hoping that you're the guy who gets in and fights like heck. To well, make good things happen. Me
1: too, because I love this country and it's worth fighting for and it's worth defending.
3: Yeah, 100%. You can follow me on Twitter at sarah Patch Lids, and I'm on a journey to have more followers than sarah Patch Kids. Very important. <laughs> Please join me. It's a lot of fun.
0: We will see you all at timcast.com at about 11 p.m. So thanks for hanging out, and we will see you there. Bye, guys.